yeah how's everybody how's everybody doing it is great to be once again in your airpods headphones car speakers tv smartphone device i don't just laptop i don't know how we come out of your you know <laughs> your sound whatnot uh, but thank you very much from the bottom of all of our hearts for choosing us and listening to us and downloading us and streaming us and doing all the things you do for us of course, this is Weekly Games Chat. Uh, my name is Sean. Uh, that's with a U, by the way. I, I, I think it's a new year. It's time to remind everybody how to spell our names because uh, 47,000 episodes in and you still don't know, but that's okay. Uh, I should stop now because I think I'm funny. You might not. And introduce the swag man himself. Looking, da- I, I just realized how dapper and clean you look. I, I would right now. He is the better, he is the better, most, can I, the most, the most goodest part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Bear. Fear, 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 fear. <laughs> How Ladies you doing, sir? I'm doing great, and I am here to make love to our audience's ears. This is the greatest show on earth. Brought it really, to you it really is. The fans at Weekly Games Chat. That's we could right. not do it without you. That's Did I mention right. I was going to? Make love to the audience. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad you did again. And of course, the homie, the the OG. He was he was at one point half of Chris and Chris. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. Chris. <laughs> the Witcher podcast. <laughs> right. What do you uh I'd like to ask the listeners once again? What do you desire? What do you <laughs> wish for? That's so funny. Because at some point I, we're gonna uh, talk about that movie. <laughs> Let's let's go ahead and see. Yesterday, Chris and I are hanging out, uh, and, and let me let me let you guys know this is the part of the show we kind of we kind of get it going, you know. The banter, if you will, the yes. banter. Remember when the, we uh, used to always highlight that? Yeah, but we don't have to every time. That's that's too pretentious. We just go with it, and our listeners are cool, so it's it's probably fine. Um, but yeah, we kind of talk, and sometimes it goes for fifteen minutes. Sometimes it goes to longer than that, and I get cussed out because you know, producers and whatnot, but shortly we will have a topic. So just, you know, that's coming up, but I did want to get this out the way. Y'all talk about world, world wonder woman. I was gonna say world of wonder woman, <laughs> world, world of wonder, wonder woman. Woman I have not watched it, but Chris and I were hanging out the other day and he's like, you got to watch it. John and I can't talk about it. I mean, you're not going to spoil it, but just talk about it. Wonder woman. I think you both it. watched it and I have not watched it. Why have I not watched it? What am I doing? Yeah. I don't You're know. living you your life. Huh? You're living your life. I'm living, yeah, this is true. <laughs> but you watch Soul, you know. <laughs> what but, did I watch? But, but it's kind of like weird. Like, So I watched both. Sean watched Soul. John, did you watch Soul ever? Did you no. get around to it? No, yeah. So I'm not a Pixar guy. I just, yeah, I that is care. true. You hate happiness. <laughs> well, um, I, I watched, like you said, I watched Soul and I it was... It was one night I didn't sleep well. I woke up kind of early. I had some time to kill. And I was like, I want to go ahead and watch Soul. Mm-hmm. So I watched it. And you know, like when you have, I call it morning brain. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of got the cobwebs going, you know, you just wake up. So that's how I start watching the movie. So for whatever reason, it, it, it activated all of the feels. Oh, yeah. So by the end of the show, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I cried watching Soul. And, and they, John, you might not be a Pixar guy, but they... Something's happened where Disney Pixar movies, they like, 
hey, death, cry, happy. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And uh, But yeah, the movie was fantastic. Yeah, I wonder how it would have done in the box office, just like I wonder how if Wonder Woman was released. When I say in the box office, I mean a pre- the pre-COVID world or the post-COVID world, however you want to say it. Yeah. We all can go to the movies. We can order nachos and popcorn and candy and drinks and stuff, you know, and watch movies. I wonder how these two movies would have done in that world. Uh, who knows? But, yeah, I watched Soul. Mm-hmm. Chris watched both. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, I'm sure he'll say it, too. Go watch Soul if you have a chance to. It's a great movie. I, I'm uh, The biggest credit I can give that movie is that you – that trailer for that movie literally shows maybe a total of one percent of what happens like you have no idea where it's going i thought i thought i figured like oh okay we're gonna have this and then this is what the movie is going to be for the rest of it and within 15 minutes after that i was like oh okay now we're going here and now we're going here and it just it kept surprising me yeah Yeah. i think i I said I said last week, I think Pete Doctor is the guy who directed this. He's he's my favorite Pixar director now. He yeah, is, yeah. You, I remember you saying that. Yeah. And I ended up Googling that guy, and, and he's got some good movies under that old belt. Mm-hmm. If he had like a, a Batman belt, he'd have a bunch of little little knickknacks to pull off of it, of the yeah. movies he made. Uh, staying in the DC universe, you know, Wonder Woman 84 is out. I did all the things to do to get ready to watch it. I downloaded HBO Max. I get it free with my AT&T service. And I still haven't watched it. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I mean, and silence. <laughs> I, I would like to tell you, you need to watch it just for the sake of it's a really, really great movie. But um, you turns know. out, yeah, it's just it's an interesting. It's not terrible. It's just right. It's, it's just like it's, coming yeah. off of the first one. I was like, huh, that was kind of like a really weird pivot, like in ter- in terms of a uh, tone and style that they went with and even like the villains that they chose and how they choose to portray them. I was kind of like, huh? Okay. Not exactly what I was expecting here. Um, well, I, I don't mean to name drop, but he is kind of a hot commodity now. Can you comment on, uh, Pedro Pascal's performance? I think he's the best part. I think really, yeah, I really like his character is That's where that line comes from as far as what I've been saying to you. But, like, I think he's the most interesting part of it outside of maybe the dynamic that goes on with, uh, like, outside of, I would say the finale of him isn't that great. And yeah. the, um, maybe, like, what his motivations aren't 100% great, but, like, the delivery, because he basically said, he said when he was making this movie, he was just channeling Nicolas Cage. And you can tell... <laughs> And it's That's it's so, quite interesting to watch. Like he was having yeah. fun with his role, even though I don't think like the character is something like that has tons of depth or something like that. Um, I thought that was good, and I thought the parts with Steve and Diana were were really good. They sold their story together. And Dirty once, Diana. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why I said that. John, did uh, you watched it? Did you kind of have the same thoughts about it? It was. Um... It was twice as good as The Last Jedi. <laughs> That's a no, troll. I respect Chris's opinion on, on Pedro Pascal, which I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. But I would say that's the best part of the movie, aside from Gal Gadot's portrayal of Wonder Woman. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just why you go to see this. Yeah, she's fine. Um, 
it's a fun movie to watch if you just and and, and it almost feels like the movie hopefully doesn't take itself too seriously no because there's just a lot of things where you're there's a lot of wtf moments in the movie <laughs> from from how it begins through some plot threads to how it ends but you know you, if, if you go in kind of embracing the 80s action movie superhero movie motif then i think you'll be more accepting of um the, the presentation mm-hmm. well and that's the thing i, I I, I on purpose did not look into a lot of this. I don't like spoiling movies. And I remember seeing the title and I thought, 84, does that mean that this is going to be a wedge of time in which Wonder Woman's going to kind of be in and th- something happens during the 80s, particularly 84? Yes. Or, or I thought, you know, why in my head? Like, why choose that? Mm-hmm. But as long as, like, I, I've heard that too, John. As long as you go, listen, it's it's an 80s, you know, action movie vibe you know and if you were alive to watch those or if you were born after that and you got a chance to watch them you know what that reference means i think i haven't watched it mainly because i keep asking the wife do you want to watch it i i just oh i'm sorry wife, your wife my wife <laughs> oh yeah we are just wife. dropping the ball in the new it's year it's fine boys it's fine Plus new it. year drop Plus just it. drop my wife right boys it's fine uh well she but, hasn't agreed to come on the show so yes Ooh. she did she did live on air. She said, oh, I'm she in. Did. She'll come in and do a Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, she's in. It uh, is It is two and a half hours, though. That's, yeah, I've heard that, yeah, too. Yeah, it's, it's way too long. Down. I, I plus, you know, if I, if I could get on my two-second soapbox, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, movie, the movie would have, <laughs> I would say it's, and I love this word, problematic. The movie would, be, would have you believe that a, every male in 1984 <laughs> was a potential predator of women. And it that I I just find that to be, I mean that's that's my dad in 1984. I mean, we're to believe that my father in 1984 is a potential predator of women. But um, was that a vibe you, know, you got for real? There's oh, a lot all, of it's, it's there's a lot over of the over the top stuff. Like there Very apparently there are apparently people who just drive around midday in DC like drag racing and not caring if they hit people. There are people. There are kids shoving people off of bridges. Like there's all sorts oh, of just classic. That's the classic bully yeah. 80s motif where every bully in a movie in the eighties was going to potentially kill you. But I thought, <laughs> I mean, I get uh, that because I watched those kind of movies, and yeah, there was a different. Mm-hmm. We, I'm going to say males. I was going to say we, but males got away. They got away with stuff that we probably shouldn't have to a degree. For sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, not, but, but there's, but there's no balance there. It's like, right. It's saying that everybody was like that. I think it was know? just yeah. mainly done for what's her face, you know, to kind of, uh, Christian wig, like for her character. Like that's the one thing, the biggest gripe I have that movie was uh-huh. Kirsten wig. Like not so much her performance. She was fine as the character. It was just like, Anyone, I I won't spoil in case for some reason people don't know who she is, but like anyone who knows that character in relation to Wonder Woman, that's a major, major character for her. And it's kind of like they went with this really sloppy, just basic premise that I've seen in every movie from the 80s and 90s when you need to create a villain for a movie, right? Oh, look, I'm this person who wears glasses and is kind of nerdy. So apparently everyone hates me. uh, And therefore, once I get my power or whatever, I'm just going to take it out on the world. And like she has reasons for it. You know, I'll give her that. 
but like it's just I've seen that too many times, you know, and I'm just like you can you can write a better for that character, especially given what's in the comics, you could write something that is closer to the actual comics and and delivers on it more, I think, and would have been better suited for this than what they did. So remember that I told you guys that your phone does that weird thing where you talk and then all of a sudden you see it on your phone. Mm-hmm. I just refreshed my Twitter feed, my personal one, mm-hmm. and HBO Max tweeted, and it's right here. Watch Wonder Woman 1984 <laughs> uh, in theaters now and on HBO Max. Well, you have till, I believe, January 25th or 24th, I guess. I think it's 31 well, days, right? Yeah, and I, I plan to watch it. As part of a subscription, it's worth the time. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I can't get the wife to... The wife. About <laughs> the wife. There we go. We're yeah. back. <laughs> she did. I gotta give her major props. She uh she she jumped headfirst finally yeah. into the Mandalorian and all of the Star Wars universe. Nice. She is powering through the movies. We're having conversation about it. I'm I'm very happy about that. So there there will be no such complaints. Is she loving it? Uh she likes it to a degree. Her her favorite characters are like Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> she she does think Ahsoka's you know BA from the Mandalorian. She likes uh she likes Grogu, you know. Uh, mm. She she thought the Mandalorian character was good. She couldn't believe how how not as BA like Jango Fett was when he fought Obi Wan mm. on the uh on the clone little water deck thing they were fighting on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's she's powering through it. And I miss she texted me and she was like, hey. I want to start watching Star Wars movies again. Which one should I do first? And I said, well, if you want to go in order, we can we can start with the prequels and we can plug in like, you know, Rogue Rogue One and stuff as we go. Well, she had then started New Hope and I was like, crap. So then she nope. watched those first. That's the right way to do it. I wanted her to, because there's a lot of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and that way would be easier for her to pick up on the story for who these characters are and stuff. But she's doing great. She's watching it. And apparently I'm burping like I just drank a beer. So that's, you know, you have a beer. I don't have a beer. That's the thing. I just burp like I had one. You're lying. I can see it in your hand right now. I heard you pop it earlier. Like you were stone cold. Uh, I do have to ask you guys and, and it'll be brought up later in in the Twitter feed. Uh, You, you, you fellas both live in the state of Georgia. Did you guys go out and vote today? I did. Or did you do an early vote? Well, yeah, I did my early vote. Yeah. So you did your, your, your part. Good job, buddy. Uh, there was a lot of talk about that today as we record because today is the day that that happened. Democracy. Uh, what else has been going on? What you guys been doing? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited. You know, I ask a question, then immediately answer my own question. So one of my Christmas presents came in on Christmas Day. I got a printed piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It was folded in half. And on the outside, it said uh, coming to the Haywood family in January 2021. And at first... I missed the Haywood family or I read it wrong. And I thought, holy crap, there's no way she's pregnant. Uh, but it was never, <laughs> never pull out. That's pretty good. <laughs> right. I mean, I told you guys, there's always the concern. Uh, but it was, she ordered me like my dream DJ controller mm-hmm. for Christmas and it came in and holy Lord. Can you I hold got, it up or is it too big? <laughs> I, can, I can hold it up. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I will when we know we're not doing it. But yeah, 
so that was kind of like very exciting for me during the week. I got that, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of like that's it, man. You know, I've been kind of rocking that out. What what have you guys been doing, uh, John? I haven't seen you for whatever reason. Normally, I'll see you gaming on your PC, but I haven't. Have you been secretly doing that? Uh, I haven't gamed since New Year's Eve ish. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, for the and the rest of the weekend, I I didn't do anything. I I meant to because I, I there was one game I was going to give a chance to be in my top five, but I never got to play it. I'm enough like to. Hour, I'm like yeah. ten hours in. It's not enough to say anything about. But um, I I've just I've spent my <laughs> I, I I bruised I bruised my ribs Thursday. Oh, night. What'd you do? Yeah. Fell off a ladder? Um, no, I I I was was going down my steps, and I was two or three steps from the bottom, and I slipped, and my ribs got caught on the banister. So I have uh, some mm. rib contusions. Mm. So couldn't really do a whole lot of stuff this weekend. So I. You know, Cobra Kai was out to season three, and um, I've been mm. plowing through uh, the Clone Wars um, over the yeah. weekend. Which- Chris, it was so funny you brought up Cobra Kai. Uh, we were all in a in a Discord chat, and we decided to to watch the last two episodes together, push play at the same time, and hang out here in Discord. You know, and Chris <laughs> Chris overheard us one time talking about something, and he had stepped away from the mic, but he had got close enough to the headphones. To hear any, if anybody's ever been in Discord on camera, you know there's like a little square rectangle that you can see. Mm-hmm. Just imagine seeing your friend, whoever that is. In my case, it's Chris. Lean in, say a comedic gem, and then go away again. <laughs> Hilarious. But yeah, that was during us uh, finishing off the uh, season three of Cobra Kai. Speaking of the '80s, it's it's so nostalgic. It's so cheesy in some ways. But also, I can't stop watching it once I start watching every season. I absolutely, I cannot believe that I got to wait a year mm-hmm. to watch the next season. Uh, but I was reminded it started on YouTube Red, Cobra Kai did. Yeah. And if you're an OG from then, you had to wait a long time to get to where we're at now. So we're going to talk some Cobra Kai, John. I got to tell you. Mm. And 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 on New Year's, I, I this is a crazy squirrel fun fact. Ever since I've known you, uh, so if I say there's a dish that we make called Hoppin' Johns, do you know what that is? I All right, don't. so it's it's the beans and and rice, so the black eyed peas and rice mixed together, and when you do that, it's called Hoppin' Johns. Right, that's <laughs> a dish. So you know, in the South, black eyed peas, rice, um. Greens, collard greens, yeah. and that kind of stuff. That's a traditional New Year's Day dinner. So as long as I've kind of known you now, Hoppin' John's, I'm like, John, what's up? And I eat you. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> That's so funny. Chris, did you, uh, New Year's, uh, that did happen. It's crazy how I forget that that Yeah, happened. I was all, I'm not going to talk about New Year's. I was, I was depressed New Year's Eve, so. <laughs> yeah, don't be, yeah, don't, don't get re-depressed. Yeah. We do not need that, but yeah, we all we all made it. I did tweet out that we uh, the way we need to look at it is last year's gone. We're into this new year, new hope, new optimism. Yeah, is what it is. But you know, you know, no, I was I was depressed because MF Doom died, and he's probably one of my favorite MCs. Like he's he's not huge, right? He's not Kanye or Jay Z, but I've just always enjoyed his raps because he reminds me of Wu Tang. Um, but besides that, I, luckily the next day. 
uh, I've kind of basically got to hang out with you digitally, Sean, because we were just watching Alabama and then uh, Roll Tide and then Ohio State decimate Clemson. (laughs) Can't believe that. Uh, I know that we have folks that like Clemson that listen. Mm-hmm. And, and to everyone else, you know, college football is a big thing, yeah. especially in our part of the world. And the playoffs, 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 had some great games. I thought, you know, and then, um, and then I got another president, uh, well, present on uh, the day after New Year's because then, yeah, I, you're I, I got my football team. Yeah, we're in the playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. I don't care what <laughs> Doug Peterson did with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I'm quite it's, thankful. It's one of my favorite times of the year. It's the holidays, playoffs. Playoffs are happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. Champions are born yeah. uh, in sports. It's it's and ever since I adopted, you know, watching the English Premier League, it's like I have constant sportage going on. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's fant- It's it, great. It's been nice right now because this is probably the first time in forever where, like, you know, the full NBA is back. You actually do have some college basketball. Um, you know, as you said, we're in the NFL playoffs and college football playoffs right now. So it's like, it's been a while since I've had that much sports and it kind of feels at least a little bit normal and very meaningful again. Yeah. You know, no yeah. offense to the NBA bubble or the NHL bubble and all that, that was kind of it's stuff. still weird. And who yeah. knows what's going to happen with the Rona? Yeah. I'm just glad that we kind of got some normalcy. Like you said, you know, uh, we, with sports, like they're the, they're the only, uh, real life kind of thing that stuff can just happen and instantly yeah. make some of the greatest memory for Ohio State fans. Justin Fields became a legend mm-hmm. on New Year's, like the way he got hurt, the way he threw six touchdowns. Yeah, when we were that. watching that, I remember going back. We were like, "Well, Ohio State just lost." When he took that hit, you know, we we're like, "Farewell." And then, and then he just came in and started throwing 50 yard bombs that were perfect like, I was like dime pieces and then bro. i started I going like, oh my ah, God. we gotta play him next week yeah so it turns out yeah we'll see how that goes uh but if your team is no longer playing football on the college level hey before you know it we'll be kicking off um we'll be kicking it off soon again speaking of kicking it off we're gonna slowly go over to the topic not slowly but it'll be instantaneous <laughs> for you guys to the topic time and it's a classic. We do this at the beginning of every year. Yeah, we do. I get made fun of. I'm predictable. Chris is pretentious. Are. And John is <laughs> a metalhead out of nowhere sometimes, you know? That the year he liked Doom is his game of the year with, with metal. John, that was the joke. I love you. You look great in dark shirts. And with that, you do really do dark shirts and those glasses, right? And that dark hair. Dark Dark shirts are very slimming. Yeah, well, That's not true. even that. You got a little, you got a little chest piece showing out right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you boys are ready, let's let's rock a topic out. You know, we can do it. And because we are not dirty liars, uh, we did tell you that we would be at the topic time soon. Here it is. And to tell you all about what that topic time is, the effects knob is on. He's warming his voice up. Knob. <clears throat> Chris, tell him what it is. The, to- your knob. 
The topic is... Weekly Games Chat Top 5 Games of 2020! That's right. You heard it. It is our annual... Chris, can we, you repeat we, that? Huh? <laughs> Top 5 he, Games of 2020. Top 5 Games of It's a tradition around these parts. You know, we are the greatest podcast of all time. I don't care about any other podcast that exists talking about video games. We Joe, are humble. Joe Rogan just popped in and said anecdotal. <laughs> well, you know what? If he pops in, I'd welcome that conversation. I called out Elena. I would uh, Alana. Elena. Alana. Pierce. Yeah. Uh, Joe, from our Twitter handle, by the way, where she was like, um, basically to the extent of how come no one's told me Astrobot on PS5 is the jam? And I was like, <coughs> excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> so i was like you need to and i said you need to listen to the show because we did it you know we would have told you how cool would that be if she mm-hmm. became our friend because she's really cool um but yeah we all have a list and they all contain five games uh as i normally do one of mine is going to be controversy oh um just because that's what i do uh and i gotta say I, I, you guys may have different thoughts but i kind of got sad making my list uh, because you know, in the middle of the year, I got I got into an accident. It it, it from a gaming perspective, it kind of put all of that on halt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really had to think of what I could, you know, justify on being on my list. You know, it's probably the watch. You're gonna say it's the best list I've ever done on previous years. I've listed like DJ Hero it or whatever I put on here. That was like our greatest of all time list i think i put that on there yep you know call of duty one year (laughs) y'all make so much fun of me watch this one a year where i was like three months out of playing games number one madden (laughs) nfl 2021 (laughs) what (laughs) but yeah uh all of us are going to go through and we what we tend to do is we all give our fives all our gives our fours you know three two ones and all that stuff Mm -hmm. the question is who's going to lead this bad boy off um i could do the name generator thing or we could just you know, not it's, it's completely up to you guys. I do not. I'm already here. Uh, let's see if this is it. This is, this is actually a name generator. You gotta do the random number generator, random generator. There we go. Random.org. Let's see if you got this. Uh, nope. Just do that and do one to three. Random.org. Okay. Okay. Random draw. Oh, that's a paid service. We don't want that. We want the numbers. Yes. You want to do this? You want me to do you, it? Yeah, you seem to know about random.org and I don't. I've had to do uh, it a couple of times. Uh, uh, oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. good times. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what number does everyone want to be between one and three? Seven. What? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> two okay John, i'll, I'll be, be well i'll be one john will be two chris will be three and that's not in the order of anything that's just kind of how we introduce ourselves on the show okay does that work yeah all right all right and i'm clicking in now comes up number one that's- oh my god <laughs> all right so i will i will ricky henderson this i will lead it off Am I Otis Nixon or am I Ricky Henderson? That's the question, right? 
You gotta I be won't, on I, won't, I will not make a joke off of that. That would be too easy <laughs> for Otis Nixon. <laughs> Who's uh who's the, who's the greatest leadoff man of all time? Though? Brady That's Anderson. The, to, to me, it's Ricky Henderson. So that's who I got to be. I'm biased. my number five game, and it, this is what I just told you guys. How I got a little sad and reflecting on my gaming year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a game that we initially covered as an entire group. Uh, it now has versions for the Series X, the Series S. It has versions on Nintendo Switch. But we talked about it shortly after its release on March 11th of this year. And, of course, for me, that's Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Mm. Um, for people listening, that may be, you may go, wow, he's got that at number five. The main reason is I, I have not completed the final part of this game. It was a game that, like I said, that we, we covered, I want to say, the week after it came out. If I looked at the calendar right, I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. Loved it. You know, the the Metroidvania aspect of this game, that's, it, for me, it's like that's a John John Alley. You know, he's a Castlevania guy. You know, that's what he does. Ooh. Yep, that's what it Chris is. Chris is good at, he was good at Ori and, and, the, and the Blind Forest. They both, I think, beat that game. The game is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like most about this game is that uh, it added new things. Like, when I say new things, what was that? Let me try to think of what was the thing. It, I think the double jump is what it added or the triple jump that it wasn't in the first game. I and I tried, was, I think it was a triple jump, a triple, yeah. some sort of variation on. And, and that was could a he, game changer. Could he glide in the first game or was that just uh, this one? Let's, I don't remember. You think my notes would be a little better, but um, I don't know if he could glide. Basically, they made they made everything that was great from Ori and the Blind Forest. They they put a little sugar on it, you know, left it in the oven. They they added some some stuff, mm-hmm. and it became Ori and the Will of the Wisp. And I I I I own the Blind Forest on my Switch. I don't own Will of the Wisp on it yet, but I want to. It's just so magical. It looks like a painting. The gameplay is fluid. The story is captivating. Uh, the visuals. I, I'm going to keep going back to those because they, they, they. I feel like they got like a what's a good word? Not an upgrade. Almost like an over. It completely changed to me. Um, because they added 3D kind of like artwork visuals to yeah. it. It's like where the, the first game was more just like a 2D look. It kind of looked like the first game was more of like a, a really beautiful water painting, and here it was like. When you go to those places, like when you go to the spider and all that and how it plays with light um, and its surroundings that Ori can traverse and bounce and jump off of, it's the levels felt more full. I would agree with you, especially like when you would see like some of these giant creatures that appear throughout it um, looming in the background, just kind of chilling and moving and doing things. Yeah. And and, and when you play as Ori... I don't, I don't know about you guys. I wanted to protect Ori. I didn't want Ori to get hurt. Um, I wanted Ori to, to, to finish the, or, you know, I, I don't want to say too much cause or we don't try to spoil it, but there was something that happened in this, in the story. Obviously I wanted that reunion to kind of happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I get scared for Ori when Ori's scared. Like there's a connection to that character that I don't necessarily have with every character of every game that I play. 
uh, and I love it. Uh, I I can't wait. If there is another one, I'll be very excited about it. And uh, I think it delivered on everything. I was reading here that it did. I don't remember this, mm-hmm. um, but it had a day one patch that came out and basically fixed issues that were involving frame rate and things like that or visual bugs. By the time we played it, I think maybe we got the patch and, and you know, like we'll, we'll say on the show, we all love a good patch mm-hmm. love and uh, love a good patch. But um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see if this, if this made your top fives. This was uh, my first one out. Oh, that's a this hey, was my number fun six. fact alert. Yeah. Um, Is there anything you wanted to add on it? I, or did I, you kinda- I, I've went back and actually in the last month, because, you know, gang series x they have the 120 frames per second 4k mode so i want to check that out just to see what does that look like and it just makes that game even pop and feel more fluid than before but i'm with you like in the sense of i don't know if i would fully say this is on the level of the leap of mario super mario bros one to three but it's in the ballpark in terms of like there is combat in the first game but man, did they flesh it out and give you a lot of different options uh, and different upgrade paths that you could take um, and, and made it worth your while to really go explore that world and, you know, do everything you could to max out Ori's abilities. I <laughs> I still think it's, uh, I mean, Gareth Coker, I think, writes the best video game music right now. He's probably my favorite at the moment. And once again, I mean, he did a great job with the first one and this one is just as good. Uh, if not even better. Uh, and again, like just the art style, I was amazed when I was watching the video game awards or the game awards, wherever they are now. And that didn't win best graphics because, or I'm sorry, artistic design. Cause I'm just yeah. like, how, how, how's that not win? Like every time it's up there is, is beyond me. Um, but you know, I get it. You got to recognize our people too. <laughs> But yeah, so you were, recommend. you said this was your also your number five, Chris? No, this is my first, first one out. This was my number six. But I wanted him to to oh. basically just add if he had, and I think that's cool that we 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 were close on that. So I was like, if you got anything, throw it in there real quick, man. It was close. It it, it deserves a praise. Mm. You know, if it makes your list, if you've played this game, you get it. There's there's that platformer. There's a charm to it. Beautiful visuals. Um, it's difficult at times. Uh, it's it's rewarding in that Metro Metroidvania aspect of mm-hmm. going back and, and opening that door that you couldn't before. So, uh, like I said, I love it. And yeah, there I am mm. leading off Ricky Henderson, home run style, son. That's so, what I going, do. so while we're talking about these, if someone brings up a game that's in somebody else's list, should we go ahead and say, this was my number and then talk about it just to save time? Or do you want, do you want to this, wait for that reveal? Well, this worked cause I think it was below like his first off. I don't have a problem, and I think you're spot on, John. We can say, you know, if that's going to be my number three, I'll let you guys know why, and then just add on. However you guys, whatever feels right, you know? Well, I think you guys have said plenty about it, but it was my number two. Oh, nice. Oh. In fact, uh, my brother... uh, You have have a brother? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) My brother Jeff had a switch for his uh, family this year, and uh, the, the... you know, I was I was thinking about, gosh, I kind of want to send him some recommendations and things. In fact, you know, I've been tempted to just send him some a couple of, you know, 
games that I know were on the cheap. And, and the two that came to mind first was the fact that Ori one and two are both on the switch mm-hmm. and, you know, he played super Metroid Metroid, just like I did. So he's familiar in concept with that Metroidvania style. I just would want to send those games to him because him, he and his girls already love Mario platformers. These are not cut far from the tree, but Chris, I was going to expand on, you know, you said the game went from Mario to Mario three, or you could make some kind of case for it. Mm-hmm. They even changed the way you combat. In the yes. The first game was more projectile uh, combat, more yeah. shooting mechanics. If you arrows will. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. This one turned into melee combat. Which was and awesome. At first, and at first, it really jarred me. I'm like, I'm never going to get the rhythm of this. But <laughs> you start to get, you start to get the rhythm of it as you progress through the game. And Sean, you talk about how you wanted to protect Ori. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> right. It was, constant, <laughs> it was constant trial and error. I, I failed at protecting. Like I, I failed yeah. at protecting Ori many, many times. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, but it was the kind of trial and error that was addictive. Hmm. It never got you frustrated. It always kept you, you know, wanting to come back. And so, I mean, so that's, I mean, that's why that this game settles around number two for me. This is my second awesome. game. In- awesome. That's, that's a, that's a big, uh, a big disclosure. It's not often, you know, you guys get a tease at what's right there at the tip of so, John's yeah. list. So we're going to, you know? I'm trying to remember. So we're going to save like the number one game. If it's yeah, a repeat. No matter what. Okay. Yeah. Right. No matter what, save your number one. I feel like that's what we said. Wow. And then my mind like apparently walked out to the kitchen real quick and now it's like coming back and he's like did i miss anything uh, <laughs> so sh- oh should i goodness. generate here or i shall generate uh I, I change it to where it says two or one i mean two i or mean three. i'll just keep clicking until one pops up it's okay not, that makes sense it's not like we've got that's why, you're, that's why you're an analyst and i'm not <laughs> i'm dumb <laughs> well there you go number two <laughs> so that's john that's john your number five game all right. Well, this, uh, you know, this one was, this came about, um, by accident and sort of, sort of by desperation of, of me and Chris, uh, Sean, this was, this was about a week after your accident mm. and Chris and I were kind of trying to figure out what was going what we were going to play, what we were going to cover. And there really wasn't a lot out. We just, uh, we just finished the last of us two spoiler cast. And I, you know, I think, I think both, I think this, caught both our eyes but i ended up getting it because the reviews were surprisingly good um and so it was it was my biggest surprise of the year uh never really been exposed to a game like this um it's a western game um and it's desperados three. Oh, okay that yeah. is a surprise even chris went whoa <laughs> i was like i was trying to remember which i'm like uh, i had a different one in mind but i think it was actually from before i left that you covered i think i can't remember uh, I, yeah, I totally one, forgot about it. <laughs> this one was just like this one. This one was a moment of okay, yeah. I mean, the reviews are good. I'll I'll give it a shot, and it just it just sort of blew me away. Um, it's the <laughs> the development studio is called Me Me Me. M I M I M I, and I think the I think the series that they're uh, more famous for is Chris. If I'm wrong, uh, Shadow Tactics. It's the same type of game, but from a Asian, uh, like a Japanese perspective. Is it Shadow Warrior or is it Shadow Tactics? Shadow Tactics, I think, is it, okay. because it's you know it's a uh, it's a real time it's a real time tactics uh, strategy game. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, so basically, you know, you you get provided this huge map with this huge area, 
and you're given these characters to utilize depending on what level it is. Um, each, each member has their own unique abilities. And basically you're trying to go from point A to point B in sort of a stealth tactical way without, you know, without alerting, um, you know, guards, um, you know, and, and you do it in all different sorts of ways. And you're, you, you consist, uh, I think of a group of five people. You don't always get to play as all five people during a level, but you get access to um, who the, the, the level is designed around certain characters. There's, there's Doc McCoy who has more, who has like a um, kind of a, a sniper mechanic. Uh, he has the ability to sneak up on people and poison them with a syringe. There's uh you know, there's Kate, who has who kind of uses her sexuality to distract guards to, you know she'll walk just, up to guards and sort of break their line of sight so they can't see you as you sneak by just, um just just like Kate Austin did for Sawyer and Jack <laughs> <laughs> there's this burly guy named Hector who's got a, a shotgun who's who, and a bear trap and he can like he can like lay down his bear trap and whistle and bring someone around the corner and they just get you know, slapped up in this bear trap and the perspective is like a Diablo perspective, top down perspective like that. Um, I don't, I forget what those things are, how how they isometric isometric. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. Pretentious. Um, but yeah, (laughs) the game is, I mean, the game is so great. Um, it really surprised me and it, it can be, it can be so frustrating, but addictively frustrating because you, it is a constant trial and error um, trying to figure out what worked and what didn't, why you couldn't get, get past these guards. Cause it feels like, you know, there's like these green cones that expand out from um, a, an enemy's eyes so that you can see their line of sight. Okay. And the line of sight, it looks like at first glance that they've got every area of the map covered. I mean, one guy's looking out towards one other guy and they've got, they've got, it's like, it seems like an impossibility, but if you utilize the tools that your characters have, I mean, the main character has like a coin uh, that he flips out to somebody to distract them so that that cone turns the other way, mm-hmm. which gives you, you know, three or four seconds to sneak past him into the bushes behind him. It's just a really fun way um, and a, a completely new approach to gaming that I've, that I've experienced before. Um, I think I immediately went out and bought shadow tactics for four bucks. Um, so I'm, I'm, if people are looking for a new experience that haven't played a game like this, I mean, I would completely recommend it. It was um, in fairness, if it, 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 uh, it was either this game or paper Mario. Hmm. Um, this one just made the cut because, because of the fact that it was such a surprisingly new experience for me. So that was my number five, um, Desperados three. It's actually a prequel to, uh, Desperados, uh, one and two. Hmm. Just like red dead, which makes right. it a great Western. That's right. Um, my number five, cause Hey, I guess I'm up now, right? <laughs> you certainly are, sir. Yeah. Just skip. Sean, just skip. Uh, it. my number five. Yeah. Like I said, I went back and forth on these, uh, cause they were the, I think the two best Microsoft games and Ori just missed the cut because if you told me a year ago after I got done playing a plague's tale, which was the first time I had ever heard of Asobo Studios, that for their follow-up, they were going to go make the greatest flight simulator game that I didn't know I was waiting for when it was first announced like three years ago. 
and it would not just be comparable, but like groundbreaking technological wise, like a little French company does this. It, it, it's insane. I, I, yeah, I'm like, I, I have to give props where props are due. Uh, you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator has been around for ever. You know, it's always yeah. been there. It's always been, I mean, it's older than Mario, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's always been something that pushes boundaries as far as what is possible. And I kind of wondered, you know, I've seen some of the things that were going on in the late 2010s with the Microsoft Game Studio properties and how they could let you down, like, you know, Age of Empires 3 and then uh, Flight Simulator 2008. This is just such a return to form. And I love it because it is designed in a way where John, who's never touched a flight sim game, I'm guessing, could come in, pick up his controller, and have a relaxing experience that's fun, uh, and then work his way up to more challenging situations if he so chooses, or he can just leave it on that lower level and really enjoy flying around the world. And I think that's been the dream of these flight simulator games for so long is to allow someone to say, Hey, I can't afford to own a plane. I don't have the time to invest, uh, you know, to get a pilot's license, but I want the escapism, right. Of getting on a plane and going to a part of the world that I will most likely never be able to visit, or at least not in this way, uh, and see it. And it's just like from the first time you get on there and you plug in where your home address is, and you fly over it, like when I flew over my apartments and I could tell that was my apartments, completely the way they are in this world, uh, flying around the tower of the building we work for, where John worked in uh, up until we all got sent home here recently, um, you know, to then going from the Columbus airport up to Atlanta and seeing that skyline realized, right? And then as they've updated and added in more like detailed really beautiful scenic places in the world like Paris, uh, Berlin, you know, I, I flew all over Japan or just flying between the, the very, uh, tall mountains of New Zealand. And as I blasted Lord of the Rings music, uh, from my PC, you know, it, it just, you feel like you're seeing the world maybe in a way that is more accessible than any other game I've ever seen. And it just, it floors me that they've been able to do this right now. And I just ask myself like, man, if this is the beginning of this and in this technology and what they're doing with it, it makes me wonder like, where are you going to be in 10 years, 15 years? Like what happens when Amazon starts using this kind of technology or with their stuff, right? Or Google, what's possible? What could you create in these worlds? Like it always starts with flight sim as far as these ideas of pushing boundaries. So you know, this feels like the first time maybe since 2000 where they've really hit that mark of pushing the way forward. So now I want to see where are we going next? And then I also want to see how quickly I can crash a Boeing 747 when I'm on max settings and I put it in the middle of a hurricane. That's the other thing I want to do. Well, what's crazy <laughs> is just the other day, um, I was, I was something popped up on either Twitch or Instagram where somebody put side by side. Mm-hmm. Uh, comparisons of they were in a plane and then the other side was flight sim and it it is quite remarkable 
how on like Mac settings, how freaking real it, it looks. And I have to say, in all of its brilliance, it is quite amazing. Um, it scares the crap out of me that they know how to make your apartments look like your apartments in a video game. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it's it's the first game like where you know how these people build these, like yeah. who are really big into the driving games, like the trucker rig games or just race car games, right? Yeah. It made me like, especially when I was watching Linus and he had built a crazy rig for this. You know, it, it almost made me want to think like, man, is, is this worth me like just saving up four thousand dollars and and building something that I could just have that's completely escapism, right? Like its only job is to let me go be a pilot whenever I feel like. Well, it's maybe fun. if I had a bigger house. I, I I quickly, as you talked about it, I, some of my vivid memories. I played this game not as much as you, mm-hmm. uh, but I did a lot of time watching people play it on Twitch and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled up Twitch real quick, and it's funny because you speak of the immersion. Th- it never fails. There's a guy right now dressed up as a captain in his little camera, <laughs> and you're in the cockpit watching him fly, and it's an immersive flight experience. And there are, you know, a lot of people that watch these kind of things, and, and really, it's because you said it. The game's able to take you to a part of the world, you know, that you're never probably going to be able to go to. Uh, one that stands out for me is is kind of, I don't know. It was when everybody tried to crash into Epstein's Island. Yeah. I remember that, you know, they were like, let's, <laughs> let's crash our planes into this Island. Cause yeah. here's 20 you know, planes at Epstein's place. Yeah. And it's, you know, the, it, it is quite remarkable what they were able to do. And it is quite remarkable to the fact that, you know, Ori was just pushed out of the way, a Microsoft game for a flight sim that you said that we remember yeah. from the nineties. And it's like, wow, it, it has come a long way. I think that's a solid pick, man. Yeah. For sure. Shall I, John? Shall I generate? Oh, yeah. We're back in the mix. So when you played uh, a, a Plague Sale, that was the first time you'd heard of Asobo Studios? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think what else they've done. Um, well, we covered the game earlier that year when I played it. So yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you probably never said the name of them because, you know, you just gloss over that. Sure. Was that a pot shot? Yes. And my number came up again. <laughs> All right. Well, back to back then. Yeah. Here we go. Your uh, number four. My number four. Um, won't be surprised if this is on John's list because we were both gushing about this a couple of weeks ago. And I have to say, it's definitely something I plan uh, once a certain package arrives Thursday, firing up again. Uh, that would be Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, You're here. Yeah. I, God, as soon as I got in that game within the first five minutes, I was like, Oh, that's right. Spider-Man was the best video or action like superhero game I've ever played. And I quickly got reminded of it. And within 20, 30 minutes, I was like, oh, it's already innovating in ways where this feels different but familiar. You know, it feels like it's got the same basis, but man, does it feel like combat is different because of the way you have to approach with the uh, Venom abilities, right? Um, and whereas maybe my biggest criticism of the original Spider-Man game is that there are parts that are kind of a little bit drawn out, right? Like it's a game where if you do everything, it takes about 30 hours and there are certain parts because of that. You just feel like you're killing time, like with the demon, uh, gang or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, here, it just felt like a concise story that was told. It, it felt like lost season four to me, 
like where you'd gone from these 22 episode seasons to 11 episodes and therefore there was no time for BS and therefore it really made everything I was doing focused on that. Like I was always driven in my mind of the only reason I was slowing down during my first playthrough of this game was I felt like I might need to upgrade a little bit more before I go to the next area, right? That would be the only reason, but it would never be that long um, to get to that point. And then as soon as I get done with that next story beat, I wanted to see where it was going next. And it wasn't like, okay, now we're going to take a pivot over here and do something completely unrelated. It was like, no, no, the, f- the pedals to the floor were telling this story. We are developing miles and to their credit, you know, Insomniac understands the fact that when you bring in these characters, it's not just about the combat and everything else. You have to make a personality around them that is distinct. Spider-Man, the original game works because it plays on those, even though it's not doing the traditional setup of Spider-Man that we're all familiar with Uncle Ben getting shot and all that. What? Um, Right? (laughs) Uh, it, It works because it's still that same core connection of, what is Peter Parker going to do? Is he going to, you know, give in to his feelings or is he going to understand with great power comes great responsibility and doing what is best for the city type thing, you know, as a hero? I feel like Miles Morales is this thing of what is loss? How does it affect us? How does it affect relationships? And what can be done to find a positive path forward uh, when that happens, right? Um, and on top of that, probably the last thing I would say is whereas Peter is distinctly from, uh, is it, it's not Queens, right? Yeah. He's from Queens. Uh, miles Morales does a great job of really making miles feel like he is Harlem's hero, especially as you invest in the side missions and you know, you see those people later on the game, as far as the effect on that, like he really does feel like, a product of Harlem that embraces the culture of Harlem and everything that's going on with it. Um, you know, even his, his deep loves where Peter's all about science and photography and all those kind of things. Miles has his own things here and they're kind of brought in, they work well. Um, so I, I was just floored how well also this game ran on PS4 pro. I, I that was my one worry. And I, I, I think I said on the episode, I said, doesn't matter what system you have, you should go play this game. Just go. Yeah, and you it. told me that <laughs> I own a PS5 and I haven't bought it yet. I don't know if it's because I'm burnt out mm-hmm. or I think the game is going to be more like Spider-Man was. Mm-hmm. And I put so much time into that, I just wasn't ready to go back in that world yet. But I think I need to focus on more of the fact that it is, like you said, more focus driven on a story narrative. There isn't there isn't that like lolling around, you know, and and doing this just to kill time. Uh, and, and the fact I need to remember that while I was maybe burnt out from Spider-Man and the, and the way it played, it was fantastic when I played it. And this is going to be fantastic again. Plus I love, I love Miles Morales as a character. Like I, yeah, it's, it's, it's on my short list list of games I need to buy. Um, you know, John recently bought some games on PS5. So I think he has me beat now on as many as he owns. I don't like that. So I just need to go buy a bunch of games. (laughs) <laughs> plus you Man. know you, you don't you have no idea what my game of the year is but uh i, I would do. say um <laughs> with 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 miles i do know Morales, what it is godfall my uh <laughs> my uh number my number three if i'm not mistaken yeah my number three was actually spider-man uh miles morales 
Nice. Wow. So yeah, Chris, Chris expanded on this a lot. The way the, Miles Morales is such a, he's such a cool kid. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. awesome. He's just, he's just the best. I mean, he's got this heart of gold. Everything he does is through this, through this sincerity that is not forced. It's not, it's not something that you're like, how can he, he's not really like that. No, he's, he's 100% like that. I mean, I look at, I look at Spider-Man. <laughs> I was kind of, I'm like you, Sean. I was sort of just, okay, let's get, let's just start playing this game. It's going to be, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to get back into this, but it's for the show. But once I did, it was like riding a bike, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, the opening cinematic, as you remember from the original Spider-Man game was just spectacular taking down Kingpin. This takes it to a whole new level where it introduces you it really introduces you to the powers you get to enjoy with this character, which, you know, I, I won't spoil, but you know, anybody who's, you know, I'm not going to, if you know about Spider-Man and Miles Morales, you know, Morales, you know. know. If, if you, you know, know, you know, you know. exactly. Um, yeah. You guys during the episode and now are making me really, I have regrets that I have not bought and played this game yet. I don't really like should. having regrets. The, my only regret about the game is that I, I played it in a confined time in order to get it done to cover on the show. Um, you know, and, and you know, Chris was, Chris is praising it for its conciseness and its minimalist approach. Um, and I, I think all of that is valid. It, it does fall a little short with the game feeling a tad rush, but one of my favorite things about this game, um, and it's, it's probably so silly um, you know, you sort of you sort of endure credits to a game just to see if anything happens at the end. You know how Marvel movies during the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe they 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 really put production value into the credits where yeah. they show they show Iron Man's mask and they yeah. show Thor's hammer being forged and all this stuff. The ending to this game, the credit scene with uh, with this with this completely. I'm surprised it wasn't nominated. Not not that I'm an expert on whether a song is good or not, but I'm surprised it wasn't nominated for best song uh, in a at game the awards. It gives you this entire after after a movie's over. Um, uh, I want to say pretty, that's uh, the song's done by uh, what you call it? Yeah, Jaden Smith, Will's son, Will Smith's son. Yeah, he did a song with. Uh, Justin Bieber and the Karate Kid soundtrack that I still like to this day. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. But, it, it, but, it, but it, it, I appreciate it because I, I honestly think that with Ratchet and Clank coming out and, and the previous one before, that Insomniac has really fi- found a way to balance uh, not just artistic games, but commercially attractive artistic games. Ooh. And I think, I think that they are Sony's cheese, for me personally, I think they're Sony's most valuable company right now. Mm. Most, most valuable studio. That's a big they, swing right there. I mean, with you'll see with ratchet coming out this year, they're yeah. really, they're really swinging for the fences. And, and I think they've got a rhythm um, that, that we haven't, I mean, I mean, that's saying a lot because I understand that Sony's first party are just amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing like having a good rhythm. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to bust, you know. <laughs> hey, wait, what happened? <laughs> but, you know, it, like Chris played it on PS4 Pro. I played it on PS5. It's a quality experience regardless. And that really, matter, and that, and that, that really mattered to Insomniac, unlike yes. other studios out there. 
So to, so to uh, break it down real quick, <laughs> at this point, you, product product five game, <laughs> you know Chris's number five and number four game, and you know John's number three and number two game. <laughs> and number five. Yeah. And num- yeah, we know yeah. you're five, three, and two. Uh, but so Chris Wynn is his number four. It is. Um, so, so John could still talk. It's uh, again John. About, yeah, John's <laughs> going to now tell us his number. The only thing we're going to know after this, ladies and gentlemen, or not know, is John's number one game. How exciting is that? And you only know one of my games. This is how these things play out. It's fine. I kind of figured this <laughs> was the way it was going to go, though, because I was just like, you know. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. And you guys notice I've only given one game. None of my games are on your list. <laughs> I was pretty confident all but one would be on my list and my list alone. But let's see. All right, John, well, you're no, number no. four. Two. Two. Am I up? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're number four. Well, I really appreciate the fact that, and and this trend will continue into 2021. Yeah, 2021. I've gotten I've gotten a Resident Evil game every yes. year. Yes, knew it every year. Knew yes. it. <laughs> I was like I was like I don't know where it's gonna be. Resident Evil john's list did he did he break up for you just then john yeah he got a little yeah i had a little thing that went that's fine you continue get your your richard off the board (laughs) but but this uh this game resident evil 3 nemesis was you know this was not a this was not the critical darling that uh that uh, resident evil 2 was last year but it uh it hit all the right spots bro it hit all you you played the crap out of this game. <laughs> like you don't just like this game, bro. You love this game. Well, you know, there are I don't know, Sean, if you've ever had this experience, but you immediately you finish a game and you immediately start it over. When you find that oh, we're talking about games. Yeah, when you find <laughs> that one, you keep that one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I played this game nonstop all the way through three and a half times. Yeah. That's um, fantastic. It's just it's uh it's shorter. Um it's about six hours long, but I would argue that um the first game you pay you you play as two different characters. You uh you play as Leon, then you finish that campaign, then you turn around and play as Claire. Yeah, Claire. And I think both of their stories uh put together is twelve hours. So this was the experience um from jill valentine she's a um she's i think she was featured in the original game um and she's a part of the the stars um enforcement group that's really all you need to know because the story is so campy and silly which is one of the things about the original resident evil 3 the reason it's more of a fan favorite is because it's a bit more silly and and in this game you're being stalked by just kind of like how you're being stalked by mr x and resident evil 2 you're being stalked by a looming presence known as Nemesis. And uh, Nemesis is no joke. Mm-hmm. I remember Nemesis from when it was originally out, you know, back in the, back in the day, yeah. you know, that was a Tuesday, by the way. And <laughs> I was terrified playing this game. Crisscross applesauce in my bedroom, you know, <laughs> I had to leave the door open, lights on. Cause I, I, I res games to this day, you know, res seven. I still I'm on I'm on the docket to play it in VR. Well that game that game was a whole nother level freaking. <laughs> I wonder they can just you freak play you out, that? man. Can you play Resident Evil 7 VR on PC, I wonder, through Games Pass? Uh, with an Oculus? Maybe they, maybe they did an adaption, but I don't hmm. I don't know. I don't know. 
That's a great question, though. I would love to mm-hmm. see you play it. But but when you hit the when you hit the Texas Chainsaw Massacre notes, yeah, you don't. No. Yeah. no when I, do you when do you think they're no, going to be? A, <laughs> when do you think they're going to finally re, do a remaster, like a true, or I should say, a true remake of the first one? I don't know that they ever that they ever will because I mean it's technically been remastered, um, but it's it plays the same way. It it, it, it it's very. <laughs> It's very old style. Yeah. It's not even, you have to be very patient with it. Yeah. I'd like, to see it. I'd like to see them do it. I mean, all we know for now is Resident Evil 8 this year. And then I think in 2022, they're doing Resident Evil 6 remake. How, how the great one everyone wanted. Game? I'm sorry, Resident Evil 4 remake. Okay. On, any, on any game you play from this point forward, and his name is Ben Remastered. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm stupid. But I um, but I, I appreciate it. A, a lot of the criticism came with, oh, this really wasn't a real game. It should have been an expansion to Resident Evil 2. But I sort of appreciated the uh, the brevity of it because to Whoa. me, it makes it so replayable because what it does differently is it, it, uh, it allots you points that you get throughout the game based on, you know, 200 headshots for zombies will give you this many points. And, you know, shoot, shoot 30 dogs. (laughs) It'll give you this many points. And what that, what that, geez, uh, move on, Sean. (laughs) And what that does is at the end of the game, you get to go into the store and buy different perks, like extra, extra pouches for more inventory. Or, you know, if you do enough things, you get to purchase a gun that has infinite ammo, things that attract you to get new items to go back and play the story again. They got um, any uh, rupee sacks in that store? Uh, yes. And then, you know, <laughs> just fun little, just fun little things that, that you don't know unless you maybe attempt to fight nemesis. Like in, in one of the first couple of instances um, during a sequence, if you throw a bomb at him, which is very dangerous to do, you have to be very careful. If you throw a bomb at nemesis, he drops things. He drops like uh, extra pouches. He drops, he drops ammo. He he drops uh, different types of weapons that you wouldn't know unless you just decided you were going to try to kill him, which you can't do, at least early on. Of course. But the fact you know he's different than Res- than uh, Mr. X and that he's you can constantly hear Mr. X in the in the police station, you know, chasing after you. Here he does that for a certain part of the game, but then it breaks off to just periods where he shows up where you have to fight him. And while he's never really stalking you in real time, his presence is everywhere. Like you just, you just left wondering when he's going to just, just break through a brick wall, like the Kool-Aid man and throw you, throw you 10 feet in the air. But this one, this gave gave me that resident evil hit, uh, you know, fix um, that I I enjoy so much. This game is, was highly addictive for me, played it three and a half times in a row. I just loved every minute of it. Was it better than resident evil two? No, but it wasn't, but it, but it wasn't as bad either. It was just, it was just a rehashed experience that to me was welcoming, uh, particularly, you know, when it happened. So that's my, Number four, I think. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Yeah, right. we now number know four. you're five, four, three, and two. Yeah, that's my. Ladies and gentlemen, four. we will not hear from John unless he just chimes in, which we do welcome. You know, until his numero uno. You know, it's funny. 
what uh steam just published their uh they do an open poll every day or every year uh-huh. of the best games right uh-huh. top winner of game of the year for 2020 on steam red dead redemption 2 <laughs> <laughs> it won't go away we hate it oh my god uh is it my turn uh yeah you're number four right my number four this may start my controversy but you guys can you know balloon knot it is oh, what it is. let me get my yellow flag ready balloon. Uh, <laughs> yeah you can kiss my balloon knot <laughs> it, does. it looks like a balloon yeah. it does it's exactly hey how you doing wife <laughs> uh my number four game um was released on its 16th anniversary i played my number four game with chris's best friend um mm. and now chris knows uh and, and we actually had him on the show and we discussed this game and you know we, we're kind of in on time i don't want to go too much into it but my number four game was the expansion to world of warcraft known as shadowlands i think that's acceptable uh, yeah i think it is too you know, i will i, I will allow it, it. <laughs> uh shadow just to kind of give you an idea of how good this expansion has been to the world of warcraft universe i i, I put shadowlands and news into my google feed and some of the things they're saying about it still a modern feel for a venerated mmorpg don't call it a comeback wow finally ditches the hefty time commitment uh, let's see. A vast in-game and intriguing plot makes Shadowlands a classic. Uh, let's see. Inventive and beautiful. Beyond great. And they also say that it makes the afterlife enticing. So yeah, Shadowlands was uh, that expansion that, you know, and if you play World of Warcraft, you get excited about new and upcoming expansions because, you know, you you kind of gone through all the content of the current expansion. Uh, but unfortunately, some expansions come out and they stink. You know, they are dumpster fires. They don't captivate the players. Uh, and it, it looked like Shadowlands was going to possibly run into some of those issues coming off the heels of of Battle for Azeroth, which we call BFA. Um, it 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 didn't. They it seems like the developers listened to the feedback from the beta sessions. Um, there were massive players uh that have a huge following that communicated with it with blizzard and and made you know observations and blizzard listened and it it paid off uh you you probably won't see a review under an eight point something about this expansion uh it's crazy to think that this game world of warcraft is into its 17th year and it still has an expansion that's generating news you know uh a month and a half after it's released, you know, it's still exciting. There's still stuff. There's still content. Uh, it was the first one uh, that ever had a level squish. And I discussed this back on the, uh, you know, the, the episode. And that was, we all had these max levels. We thought we were running around as BA, you know, John Rambo type guys. And we quickly were not. Things became hard again. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then we had fun and I think it provides some of the most intriguing max level gameplay. That's hard to say for a world of Warcraft, you know, for every expansion, uh, Legion was a, a fan favorite. It had a lot of content. Uh, the wrath of the Lich King was a fan favorite. Uh, and this game kind of, to me feels like a both partly because you do feed off of some of the wrath of the Lich King lore. 
uh, and and you you get to go to a place we've never seen, which is the afterlife, and it's very challenging. It's very hard. Um, yeah, and and if you're a World of Warcraft guy, you you, you this is what you kind of been, you've been waiting on. So uh, I, I, part of why I love World of Warcraft is the experience with my friends, Josh being one of them. Um, I want to thank him again for everything he's ever done for me in WoW because his back has to hurt. He has definitely carried me. Uh, shout out to my friend Robert, who told me last night he got a pretty rare mount. And that's the kind of stuff, you know, that WoW does. It's a huge community. I follow a community on Facebook. I, I, I follow uh, some art styles that people do on Instagram. And and when you play WoW and, and you, you're either for the Horde or for the Alliance, you know, th- this is one of those things that people people, they love, they care about. So it's great to see that an expansion came out. It was the fans embraced it and it's, it has given us, you know, lasting replayability and fun and, and all that good stuff. And I don't want to keep going on and on about it. Um, mostly because I want to know what John's number one is and we got to get through these, but yeah, completely loved it. Uh, the holidays hit and I went to Disney world and Christmas and new years. I haven't played it as much as I want to, but I can't wait to go back into Azeroth and well, technically not Azeroth anymore. And get some stuff done. So, yeah, that's my number four game, World of Warcraft, Shadowlands. Hey, Sean. Yes, sir. Guess what? Your your number three's up next. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Boss. Hold on. No, wait. You're number one. My bad. It came yeah. up two. So it's you. Oh, oh, no, no, no. It's one. Okay, John's yeah, it done. is me. Yeah, it is me because it just came yeah. up three. I'm going yeah. until our number hits. Because okay. you know, it doesn't take that many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number three. I last played a game in this series before I lived with John Barron. Whoa. And every year I waited praying that I would get something more from this series because it had been one of my favorite cliffhangers ever in a video game to what was already one of the greatest games I'd ever played. And then they announced that, it was going to be a VR game. And I oh, think, yeah. Half-Life and, Alex. Woo-hoo! And the, <laughs> I have to say the anticipation kind of went down a notch because I'm like, Valve hasn't made a game in you were definitely 15 years. And now I got to, I'm like, and I, do I have to buy their tech to do it? Right, Is it going to be right. as good? And then I played it. And I have to say of any VR game I've ever played, Half-Life Alex is the most realized, like, feeling of a triple a game i've had like where someone came in and said this thing is a vr title not we are just going to make this triple a game work in vr too um and i didn't have high hopes i I kind of came in like well you know doing alex she was in half-life 2 and that was cool um but you know i didn't think it was going to be that big and i was like obviously it's not going to address where we last were because this is a prequel to everything that went on uh, in between Half-Life 1 and 2. And then I started playing and having all these, it starts off so simple, teaching you basic mechanics and giving you the idea of how guns and and interacting with the world can, can work from just the idea of putting on a hard hat 
on your head so that when one of the uh, little sucker guys from the roof tries to attach to your head and rip you up into its mouth, it just lifts the hat up and you just walk forward. Or looking around and going, okay, I have a limited amount of ammo I can carry, but hey, there's a bucket right there. Let me just pick up the bucket and I'll just drop my additional grenades and ammo into it and carry this bucket around as I need to. And as long as I don't die, I have a bucket of ammo <laughs> to do. And it, and it totally works. It's totally fine. Uh, to doing these cool little puzzles where uh, it like kind of makes you twist and change your reality or, or like your perspective of like the puzzle itself around to kind of do this mapping process. It's like one of the coolest hacking games I think I've ever I've ever experienced and it would only really feel as cool and as intuitive in VR. But then like I got to the end game stuff and that was what I was worried was that there really wasn't going to be much there. And now I have to say, if you're a fan of half-life, you have to play this game whenever there, if there is ever a sequel to half-life Two, uh, episode two, you will not be able to move on without first playing this game. And I give them so much credit for coming back and saying, yeah, we're going to put this behind a VR wall. You know, we don't care. This is what we want to do. We're Valve. We're going to push boundaries. We're going to try different things. Uh, and I have to say, like, I don't know when we'll get, if we'll ever get a sequel, right? If Half-Life 3 will happen next and it will be in VR. But, man, I feel like I'm just like I'm back in 2008 again. <laughs> and I'm just That's ready. Good. I'm so ready to see what comes next. And, man, Val, please just stop caring so much about steam have a steam division that just runs that please just go back to making video games because this is just a declaration that while valve takes their time and it takes forever usually you know cd project red could learn a lot from you valve because when you deliver the goods man no matter what it is you always deliver top notch games and experiences seriously everyone who loves half-life go play this game Go get get a Oculus Quest if you need to for two ninety nine and get that cable. Plug it in and you're gonna have a great experience. Did you see the way he did cable? <laughs> he had like he had a ponytail. He was plugging in. He ripped it around the back of his head. Said, get that cable. Plug it in. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I think I said originally, I said that game is a ten, and yes, it is. It it still is. So so Chris's number three game is a ten, bro. Like he's he's not playing around this year. Mm-hmm. He's he's come. We got to think of his other tens. What other tens did he give? Mm-hmm. You know, I think <laughs> Hades is going to be his number one game. Mm. I'm just, I'm just saying it out loud. You know why? Because it's everybody else's. Ooh, that's a pot shot. Mm. <laughs> that's a pot shot. <laughs> John's just jealous because he didn't play Hades. <laughs> I'm yeah. jealous I didn't play Hades. I think it looks awesome. You're not wrong. Yeah. You. Uh, I got to tell you, I think uh, this is where Chris is going to give me some problems. My number three. My mm. hold on. Let me get ASAP okay. Rocky and go ahead. What are you gonna do? Are you putting sound effect ready? <laughs> <laughs> so here, this is problems. why I think it can make my list. The game was released prior to 2020. Okay, there's the caveat. But mm. I could not play it until 2020. Hmm. We uh, covered it on this show in 2020. It's your list. You're right. That game is also a VR title. Fun fact, <laughs> the boys 
the boys, we, we do this thing where we go and we talk, you know, really make fun of our lists. Chris, I, I shared with uh, Sean the smack you were talking this. Chris shared it with me too, and yeah. my entire list was VR games. That, I gave him your what, I gave him your list for there you was too. there was there was a running theme in uh my predictions for everyone. I think Sean's was the top three were VR and then Bug Snacks. John's, <laughs> this is the this is the only VR game for me, by the way. Fun fact, but John, yeah, tell him what John's list was. John was Godfall mind. because he said it, <laughs> uh, and therefore um, I can't remember what I put in between. Like I have random things in there, and then I. And then no, now I'm nowhere. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. And then I said bugs and ass. <laughs> and then so like for funny. me, like number one was trying to buy a 3080. Two was trying to buy a PS5. <laughs> I can't remember what the other ones, but you somewhere in there again, in there. even though I don't have the PS5 yet, it was yeah. bugs and ass. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, mine was literal VR titles. I I uh, I got to tell you, John. Um, I've started. I've I've actually got to a point where I feel like I can move freely. And this was prior to Chris's return. John was super excited for me to play Iron Man VR. Yes. The Iron Man. I started playing it. And had I played it through before, you know, the year, it probably would be in this list and this game would not be. Possibly. Mm. No, I oh, may no. have two in there. If Hold this is a number second. three. This game yeah. came out this year. He's not talking about that game. Okay. All right. Uh, so I know what he's I'm talking about. about. That came out this year for me to play it on PSVR. Came out in 2019 on the other VRs. Mm. It's a VR only game. I know. Uh, and my fanboyism. Yes, I know is, this one. Is through the roof on this one. We're going John to the John knows. Uh, I've already got the Red Chris? Coaches Challenge out. Would you say the game is, Chris? Oh, it's Vader Immortals. Yeah, it's a 100% Vader Immortal. <laughs> uh, I almost bought it the other day. Dude, you, you discuss so, uh, while you're doing that. I'm gonna go and uh, consort with the uh, replay booth, and we'll we'll get rolling on this. <laughs> he red flagged me. Um, the, the I remember watching it, uh, it being a, a a a visual like on a YouTube type situation of somebody explaining, "Oh my God, Vader's in front of me." It gave me chills, and I didn't have a headset on. So when I found out this game in August was gonna come out, I'm on the heels of recovery. Uh, I didn't get to play it till probably. Right before we covered it on the show, you have to look it up when that was, maybe in September at some point. Uh, but I was beyond excited. I, I did notice initially it was weird to buy it. You had, they come out, the, the, the game like is episodes, an episodic. Right? Yeah. One, two, and three. You can't buy them individually on PSVR. You buy the whole package. So that's kind of like a strange way to have to buy it. Um, another thing is the game isn't, it's not the longest game. The episodes aren't long at all. Um, but it's it's crazy on how much content is in those games, even though they're the game the gameplay for the centralized story, they're not long. The other things you get to do in the game, like like in the training areas and whatnot, it's crazy. I, I, I can't I cannot explain if you there are a Star Wars fan that owns a PSVR or an Oculus VR, you have to buy this game. It is the only game I've ever played where I felt like I was truly wielding a lightsaber that i truly was deflecting laser blasts that i was using force choke and that i truly felt the weight of the presence of darth vader in front of you um i i don't know how else to say that i i felt like i was completely in a star wars movie i felt like i was in the star wars universe i was standing in, in mustafar like i was there 
um, the the moments they hit you in and it's it's such a grand way that you're almost breathless and you you almost forget like oh yeah that's Vader right there and about that time he'll turn around and and maybe he grabs something off your hand or pulls you towards him and you feel like mother effing Darth Vader just pulled you towards him um the thing that i love about this game is that when it truly is kind of in its in its element doing what it does doing what it do it is a truly special a memorable experience. Um, I hope that this was this was simply a a a pre <laughs> uh-huh. a, a pre for a a more diverse, more deep, deeper follow up. Uh, you know, to where you you actually are in the Star Wars, like holding a lightsaber type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the music, the soundtrack was you know guys you know guys know I always talk about that. Uh, it was great, even though once again the gameplay was kind of limited as far as being in that story with Vader. The moments were super magical, uh, and it was we're, you, we're, you know we're super uh, magical. You, you guys know my love for VR, and when I find a title that that gets you that gets my loins going, mm-hmm. uh, you, you that's why I, you you said I was going to have all these games on my list, but this is the one that made it. This is the only VR game I played this year, um, <gasps> and it's controversial. It came out in August 2020, but it also came out in 19 at some point. So uh, uh, I just got word from the replay booth, and uh, since it didn't come out on PlayStation until 2020, we will we will allow it. Deep in 2020, that's first down. Uh, uh, first down. Fall, could you please put uh, Could you please put 226 <laughs> on the clock, and uh, play so will begin on my whistle. That is so funny. And John, this was published by Disney Interactive Studios. John, I have a fun fact for you about this game that I just learned when I was looking up the date. David Goyer wrote this game. No kidding. Yeah. That's a name drop that I don't know. Is that important? Is that good? David Goyer is a big uh, comic book writer. He he also has written for movies. He also has apparently written for video games uh, besides this. He written a couple of the Call of Duties. But probably, like, I think the biggest movie most people will know him involved with was... uh, Made Trinity. Well, I was going to say the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> he he was co-writer on. Uh, I don't know if he. Yeah, he did story for all of them for Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. Now, if you if you look at reviews of this game, some people get really po'd that it's only, you know, a three hour total game, or something like that. It's not long. It doesn't matter. How it, long it's under it ten hours for sure. I never care. I don't. I don't care about that. I mean, some people get There's, really pissed off about it, and it's like, you know what? There are people who are pissed off still that Portal is only four hours, and I'm like, you're missing. And, and think point. about how long <laughs> that game. You know, it's Portal. I, yeah, I'm dumb. I don't know blue and orange, and I can't figure out how to get out of places. But yeah, I recognize <laughs> that Portal's great. Yeah. How many but, How um, many NES games could we beat in 30 minutes? Yeah. Right. How many people have right. been Doom Eternal apparently in 27 minutes? <laughs> right. I saw that. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. It I, I will say hands down, it is a must play if you own a PSVR or an Oculus. I, I kind of mentioned that before. It's not going to break the bank, and it's going to be if you're a Star Wars guy, it's going to be a memory you'll never forget. So that was my number three. Is it canon? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. Let's let's do a quick look at that. Uh, 
you know, let's uh by the way Vader Immortal <laughs> Canon question mark <laughs> question mark gotta put the question mark in. Ask Jeeves in case Google doesn't know. That's important. Uh, it said episode one is a canon virtual reality video game set in the yeah. prequel era, developed by It was released on May twenty first, twenty nineteen, by Lucasfilm. I would imagine a lot of these things. It would not be very hard because to say they're canon, especially if they're in the prequel. Just because you know, it's easy to forget sometimes. Like, hey, when you're talking about prequel stuff to the original trilogy, you've got like a twenty year gap there. That you can yeah, explore, I, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff they cut out. You, yeah. You're not a a known character in this game, uh, but you know Vader, and and you got to know that Vader did a lot of things that we're never going to know about. He's like, yeah, yeah. My, my name, uh, yeah, I know Vader, Bob Vader, hell of a guy. <laughs> Didn't yeah, go the way I, I thought. I'm like, Eddie Vader is. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say, and I think Chris agrees. It, it's probably all considered canon. It's released by Lucasfilm and Disney. Yeah, published it. It probably is. I feel like they've gone on record saying once they did that reset, that anything that comes out from that after said is, reset, yeah, yeah, was considered canon from there on out. Yeah, because so well, I don't, I don't remember what they called like what they did to all the classic books and that everyone loves and stuff. They like. put their Richards on it and said, this doesn't count. <laughs> They're like, on each, on each of those books, it says legends at the top. That's right. Yeah. yeah legends. Yeah. It's part of the legends. Feels like that's their version of ultimate universe for feels for like Marvel. the first time. Uh, I I've already ran the, the generator and I'm up. All right. So we are doing our number twos. Chris will go first. I'll go next. And then ladies and gentlemen, we will be on all three of our number one games. My number two game is an isometric game. Hades. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hades. I've never been shy about the fact that Supergiant, I think, is one of the best video game makers out there. I I don't think anyone... I feel like people overlook Pyre, and I said that was a 10, and this is even a greater 10 in my view at this point because I think... I think back when we did this, it was still in early access, and I said it was like a 9.5 at the time, but I was like, that's only just because I haven't seen how it ended, right? Uh, and now I have, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that game <laughs> is so freaking good. If you love Diablo and you love dungeon crawlers, this game is for you because you can just go around for hours upon hours trying different things out exploring the world and having a blast and feel like you're making success and progress, even though for the fifth time in a row, those stupid bull and that stupid guy kill you at the end of Elysium because it's a pain fight, but it doesn't matter because you end up back in a pool of blood right in front of Hades as he mocks you to your face (laughs) along with everyone else in the underworld. Uh, I feel like there's been so many games in the last couple of years um, that have really touched on the Greek mythology, starting really with Odyssey, right? Being here in the most recent, unless you go back to God of War, of course. Um, but, you know, we've had this, and I've been playing Immortals here recently, too. And I just have to say, the thing that Supergiant, I, I give them so much credit for, especially for being a 20-man team, is that their stories and their voice acting for such a small studio is so top notch. Everyone in this game, I want to talk to, whether it's Hades mocking me 
or uh, Zagatharius listening to him, the main character. Um, Nyx, who's uh, she's kind of like in charge of the night. <laughs> said Zagatharius. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, or just like later when you're in the world and you're talking to Zeus or to Ares, you know, uh, what's his name? Dino. I can't remember how he says his name. That Thor. Guy. No. <laughs> Dino Offseas. I don't know. I can't remember. You don't have to name the entire cast. Yeah. Hermes. I mean, like, there's so many, but, like, just... (laughs) I think the other thing that's so impressive is, like, I feel like where maybe even this beats out something like Diablo. Like, Diablo, to me, is you just go and you start to build your character up and eventually you get to endgame and it's about getting specific sets that are really good for your character and that's it, right? And from there on out, you're running kind of what is similar to here with those torrents where you're going random generated dungeons you you know how it's probably going to end right as far as the conclusion there's going to be a boss fight and it ends yeah, I'm a but you you're just consistently doing the same thing again and again and people just like it because the exciting part of that is just the random generation that can sometimes happen hades on the other hand what i love is you just start out with a sword but then it starts to introduce all these other weapons that you can unlock and it gives you incentive to go experiment with them because it gives you so much return for your character to upgrade him to make yourself stronger. And what's also nice is that there isn't a weapon in this game that feels truly OP. Like everything has pluses and minuses. You can be a guy with a sword, but you know, as such, it's going to be, there are certain bosses that you have to go therefore in close to do combat with. And when that is the case, you mess up your timing. You're going to take a live hit on health. On the other hand, you could be someone who has the bow and arrow and you think, Oh, well now I'm fine for that because I'm standing back. And then you go into a dungeon where there's maybe 20 witches, like all hurling projectiles at you. And it's near impossible unless you really figure out things that were had the right upgrades to overcome those odds because you're going to take a lot of damage real fast. There's times where, you know, as you're going through, you can adjust your playthrough to upgrading your character, to trying to perfect yourself, to move on, to trying to get new, very vital equipment to make your, to make your runs kind of different. And you're rewarded for using those different pieces. And, uh, over time by clearing more and more rooms, those pieces upgrade. So they feel more and more wealth, uh, worth it. Every time you get done with a run, you're going back to the main underworld and talking with core heroes and and gods and characters that you've even done combat with on the trail. Um, You know, and the the conversations all feel meaningful and well-scripted. And I just think this is a studio that as I've... Oh, yeah, dude, super giant games. They're they're BA. (laughs) As I've seen them, like, Going back to just Bastion, I thought Bastion was a cool idea, right? Yeah. That had a cool gimmick. Transistor is kind of like the black sheep of the bunch. And then they went and they did something completely different with Pyre, which I give them a lot of credit because sometimes studios, they just do the same thing with a different coat. And now it's like they're coming back and taking what worked with Bastion and maybe also a little bit with Transistor and saying, we looked at what Dead Cells did, but we can make it better. We can make something that really, really makes you feel like you need to try everything out and experiment and give you a setup where no two runs feel exactly the same. And that's a good thing. You know, you never feel like you're completely disadvantaged with anything, but you never feel OP. And that is a cool balance to have for a game like this. 
totally yeah, one thing this. one thing that i like is is seeing what people say about the game and as you talked about it i see that i mean i pulled up google i put hades video game mm-hmm. over here on the right side 91 percent of people like this game and that's you know, we don't know where that number's coming from. It could be four people that liked it and one that didn't. I don't know if that math adds up. Yeah. But one review says, one of the best games of the last decade. Mm-hmm. That may seem like an over-exaggeration, but it's not. No. Those Give it a chance be- and you'll see why it's top so many goatee lists. Those votes are being tallied by a machine company called Dominion. Oh, <laughs> there's a paper ballot. From, that's from a little joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a little, little voting joke. Uh, but, but people say... Uh, you know, like Chris said, you die over and over again, but it's not its not what you think. Yeah. It's story progression, and it's going to happen. You're trying to get away from freaking Hades in hell. Like, <laughs> it's not know? like a, it's not like Dead Cells. <laughs> like, with Dead Cells, it felt very, you, you almost felt defeated whenever you died and went back to the very beginning, right? But with this game, whenever I die, I, I was excited in a way. It was like, okay, I died. You know, that's fine. It's cool. And they say right now yeah. it's on sale uh something like twenty bucks at yeah. Best Buy, maybe on shops. It, I think it's totally worth it. I, I I watch Chris play it. I watch people play it. I don't know what I'm waiting for. This Do game it. is I, I would love this game. I would actually say John's wife should give this game a shot because I think it's up her alley. Hmm. Yeah. We'll have to see. Is it more melee? Yeah, I mean it's it yeah. well, yeah. I mean is not exactly melee it's- it can't well let's put it this way it can be melee it can be bow and arrow uh my favorite weapon in the game probably is the shield which is you know you're pretty dude, much captain america <laughs> lo- dude the way that this studio they go with their art styles and games i, I <clears throat> bastion's one of my most treasured games yeah as far as the is aesthetic and hades is just simply beautiful I'm yes sorry. it is great soundtrack it's too good stuff good good one man that's a good solid Number two. two. <laughs> what is your number two? Well, boys, here we go. Here's when you make fun of Sean and go yourself. Uh, my number two, uh, I, I teased that uh, Elena, Alana Pierce didn't realize how good this game was. And now you, I don't, you know I'm not going to tease you for this. Dude, this game, anybody who owns a PS5, uh, sees that this game comes with it or you forget about it like I did and your intent may be I'm gonna play it just real quick 15 minutes you know and you find yourself completing this little charming game the game is Astro's Playroom uh, it, it's, it's, it, it's meant to show you everything that's great about the haptic hapticness of the <laughs> PS5 controller <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I I get excited and words just come out. Uh, but th- like I said, it just adds it adds some nostalgia in your gameplay because it highlights as you're going through this game, you know, the entire era of PlayStation and and the products that it has, and it's doing so while introducing you to the new product, the PS5, the monster, the beast of a console that it is, and its its new awesome controller. Um. You you don't even you don't even realize it. You don't even realize that it's intent. You know, after the fact you do, but you don't realize that the game's intent, most likely, and I think they maybe even said it is to showcase the controller. Uh I went I, I came close to platinum the game. It's it's not long to complete, but it's 
I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm a big fan of the Astro Robot. I played Rescue Mission, uh, which was a VR game, and I think it made my top five last year. Um, and and it it's a it's a simple enough platformer. You kind of get the mechanics down pretty easy. The the robot has a jump boost kind of thing, like a double jump. Uh, he can punch, but it it introduces new weaponry that that utilize the controller very well. It it's very very pretty as you're playing it and then it has like little things you can find little easter eggs hidden uh, like i mentioned before or things in the level that help you you know 100 percent the level so if you're kind of a completionist there's a lot of things that it can do for you and and then of course there's people like alana i'm gonna say her name one more time because she's awesome well i I, Uh, i heard the comparison like somebody said it was a it was a it was it was a really good demo of what the system was capable of the same way that uh Wii Sports was a good demo for what that console was supposed to That's be. That's fair. Yeah. And uh, and for me looking back on the Wii, it was like Zelda and Wii Bowling. Those are my yeah. <laughs> like those are my games, you know. Right. Uh but it is cool to see a lot of the the love that people who either are just getting their PS5s or they're they're hearing like crap, but what that that free game I got is actually pretty good, and they're going back and they're kind of falling in love with it. I hope that that what happens is the Astro bug snacks, <laughs> yeah, the Astro bot, like the character himself, the little cute dude that he is. I hope he kind of gets a bigger following than he's yeah, got. Yeah. His last two games, like the problem is he started off in the in the was it the playroom? Yeah, Astrobot's uh, playroom. This game's called Astro's Playroom, but the, I think he was in the Playroom on PS4, where he kind of was like that augmented virtual reality type thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a if you got a PS5, dude, you don't even have to pay any more money to play this game. It's, if you forgot <laughs> to fire it up, do it. You're not going to regret it. It has made your boys number two on his top five of the year. I give him credit because like I don't feel like they've ever put a ton of promotion into Astrobot, right? But like over the last three years here, he's kind of become the unofficial new mascot, like you know, family mascot, I guess, for the PlayStation brand. Sackboy's yeah. like, who is this? Like, yeah, Sackboy's like, this? wait a minute, bruh. Or I think really from back in the day, it'd be like Crash Bandicoot and the guy in the Crash Bandicoot. No, dude, he's like the suit. new knack suit. <laughs> They tried to make knack. We, we, <laughs> we love knack, PlayStation. John. But yeah, I, I I can't say any more about it. Uh, if you pull it up, you're going to see people say things like I just did, where uh, I just was going to, you know, I was just going to play it for a few minutes and, and work out. It's, it's fantastic. Or is that I how they say it? Game is, I, can't, I can't believe this game is free. Uh, you should totally, all, all of those things. It's oh really, God. really good on your PS5 if you own one. Play it. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's that. And now, ladies and gentlemen. It's the time they've all been waiting for. We are at the top of the mountain. All of us are at our number ones. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, the 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 number system will sh- shortly tell us who's going to go first. It'll be nice to know that I can't, I don't have to disregard number two if it pops up this time. Um, <laughs> yeah, five got, times in a row. We're, we're happy to have John back in. <laughs> <laughs> John's come back from the uh, the locker room. He is clear to re- resume on field activities. You know what I think is about to happen? Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Johnny, you're a creeper. 
All right. <laughs> we all. I, I feel like at least two of us and maybe three of us have the same game right now, boys. I think I'm predicting two of us have the same game, and I'm pretty. I feel confident in what the other one is. All right, let's see. Uh, first up is Sean. Well, boys, <clears throat> this game, um, it, it it's a milestone for me in a lot of ways because uh, I started playing the game shortly before my wreck. It took me a long time to be able to get my hands back right and finish the game. And uh, it's one of those games that, that gets all in your feels. Uh, it's very challenging. It's very well written. Uh, the developer is Naughty Dog. And it is an absolute must play. Uh, it is The Last of Us Part 2. And I I can't... I couldn't think of a game the year The Last of Us came out. And it was, I think, my game of the year. Uh and Chris even said back then, he's like, had Bioshock not come out, Infinite, this would have been my game of the year too. Uh, but Bioshock was just that you know that much better for Chris at the time. For me, I couldn't think of how they could make Last of Us better, you know. And that might have been silly of me, because you know, obviously with time they're going to be able to generate the story in a way, and, and obviously on the on the from a graphical standpoint, uh, the game is beautiful. Um, you, you absolutely fall in love with uh, with Ellie. You want it, it, you know. I mentioned before how you want to protect Ori. I, I still vividly remember in Last of Us One when you play as Ellie when she's young, and you don't even know that you're about to play as Ellie. Um, and I remember feeling so vulnerable. Let me tell you right now. I didn't feel vulnerable in this game. <laughs> uh, like it is, it's, it's for me, it's fantastic. It captures that, that moment of, of, of a, of a time of a world where it's just so much sad, but it, it found a way uh, to show, maybe show a scene, a flashback, hear the chord of a guitar, uh, you know, have a moment where a kid's imagination is kind of, I don't, I don't want to go, you guys spoiled it. I don't want to go in spoiler territory here, but mm -hmm. let's just say I couldn't wait for this game to come out. Uh, and I'm glad that, it, that I was able to finish it and play it. And I absolutely love it. It's on the PlayStation 4. I think everybody who's going to play it has played it. If you're on the fence about it, what in the tarnations are you doing? Uh, it has one of the, the hardest gut punches I've ever had in a game, ever. And it happens It happens almost unexpectedly. Um, and, and I've never wanted a main character to win so bad until they showed me a point of view that I wasn't expecting. And then I became conflicted, <laughs> but through it all, I had a memorable journey. Um, it was a fantastic narrative. Uh, I, I, I love the character development. Uh, it is, 
It's fantastic. It's my number one, hands down, not even close game of the year. And if any of you had it, please add your thoughts and prayers to it to say something I maybe missed. But I, I just, as I'm talking about it, I'm thinking about everything that happened to me. I'm thinking about the story and it's, uh, it's crazy. It was such, it was such a good experience for me. Hmm. Here, here. I'm up next. Well, I, if I can, exp- well, if I could add to uh, Sean's, uh, I'm, I, I don't know what Chris's game of the year is, but I can say about the last of us part two, this game exists in a sort of a dichotomy, if you will, <laughs> uh, for me. It it probably didn't even hit my top 10. But yeah. at the same time, I can tell you that it's one of the games, if not the game, I admired the most. Because it, it has, it, it did some things that, quite frankly, didn't work for me. But I ha- I respect the heck out of this game for doing these types of things that it did. In fact, I, I believe it probably had, um, if this, if these were categories we ever wanted to expound on this year, it probably had my favorite moment, um, of any game this year. Mm. And some might tell you it's the, you know, the space capsule thing or whatever, but it, to me, it's the beginning of the game or close to it where, um, where he's singing the song to Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good stuff. I yeah. was, I was in tears because it captured everything about someone and you can relate to this on a visceral level, someone you love so much who you knew if you'd lost, you'd lose yourself. Um, And the fact that you can relate to that so much and feel that so much um, was just a beautiful moment on top of the fact that one of the things, you, you know, when you talk about the legend of Zelda series, you talk about how it incorporates music into its game this yeah. game incorporated music into its game. And I thought, I thought there were so many things about this game that worked so well and sort of was so poetic and so beautifully done that it's almost like, uh, you know, I'm of two minds where it just on one hand, it just didn't work for me, but I love and admire the fact that it worked for so many people. And when it, and when people say it's their game of the year, no issues with that whatsoever. Uh, it's, it's crazy to think, um, uh, that uh, that they're making a movie on, you know, like an Uncharted. I think that a Last of Us movie or series or show or whatever. We're making a series. On I know. I'm saying when that, however you think Uncharted is going to be successful or not, Last of Us is going to be so much more easy. And I think, I think it's going to be crazy big, you know, on on how on how good it is it just i think it 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 just has some stank on it that is easy to capture in live action too yeah, yeah. i'm up next i guess from uh, the random generator uh my my game of the year takes place on uh snack tooth island where you as a newspaper journalist um receive a film strip in the mail from lisbert megafig and you travel to explore the wonderful world of bug snacks. It is truly a masterpiece. <laughs> he doesn't in even gaming. have a PS5. This is BS. <laughs> 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 now, my number one, of course, is Last of Us Part Two. And Sean, you were actually wrong. Like you said earlier, uh, I think you got me and John mixed up. If I recall, John back in the day said Last of Us 
part one was his game of the year and Bioshock Infinite would have been otherwise any other year. Um, cause I was Bioshock Infinite, man. I'm, I, I'm, this amazed me because you, you two were anticipating this. You know, I remember when we did our most anticipated games of this, of last year. Yeah. Uh, and it was not on my list because I've, I've gone on record saying like, while I respect the first game, um, kind of like, I guess how John maybe feels like in this one, um, you know, I am, I, I had some issues with it and, you know, just from a gameplay standpoint, but like the more I've just thought and meditated and digested this game, you know, John likes to, I know, take digs every now and then, and, and he's not the only one of games like where they're really story-based games and they're just kind of a way of walking simulators, right? Like to a lot of people there to me, the storytelling direction of the last of us part two is what makes a lot of those walking simulators, wherever you want to, that's what really clicks for those people. And the fact that they were able to take that idea and then put a whole game in here that works, um, on so many different levels, uh, and, and can connect to you, uh, in some, so many different ways, uh, you know, whether it is a Pearl Jam song or a shoot, whenever, you sit down and play take on me uh, on the guitar too. things like that. I mean, it's so impressive and it's just like Neil Druckmann to me is just a guy who really is pushing, you know, naughty dog to this place where he really is trying to make something that feels like a movie or a series that you are experiencing and living out from, you know, just the idea of like when you're, trying to stay hidden from people in this game and a dog's coming up on you and you got to shoot the dog. And then you hear the owner of said dog going, you know, Bob, yeah. You know, like just call out. It It is so, you you feel like you're literally laying there like a real dog is coming at you and you hear a real owner. It, it captures that. Oh my God. I'm about. It made me, it made me feel like a piece of, you know what? Like I, like I was like, yeah, I just, I just killed this dog. Do. <laughs> but at the same time in my mind, I'm like, we had to do what we had to do. The dog had to go, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm not getting found out this early. <laughs> I will shank that dog every time. Um, but you know, just things like that. And then on top of it, like when I think about like, you know, I, I'm a big Kojima fan and I've said, well, I think now Mel Gear Solid five is still probably his best game now that he's ever made. Before that, I would have said Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was And both of those games share something in the fact that you you did a sequel to a very popular original game, and you took humongous storytelling risks that can easily piss off people. Um, and it did. Yeah. I mean, like I remember when I played, yeah. when, when I started Metal Gear 2, I was so pissed when you switched over to Raiden. And then... 10 hours later, I was like, this is, this is freaking genius. And it it was the same way here. Like going through the first part of this game and where all of a sudden you have this, like it almost felt like the mid season finale of the show. Right. Like I almost feel like if they, if, if, if last of us, the TV show, uh, is going to just be a full interpretation. Right. Like, Either it'll be a season finale or it will be a mid-season finale where we go away for like two months. will be that one moment you guys know where it is halfway through this game. And then all of a sudden, the other perspective that opens up 
and where you go and things are completely different. You know, I love that. And, you know, just as time went on and it started to win me over and humanize people that I didn't even know before this game began. Right. Uh, and then also humanize things that I personally was very critical of in the first game um, in regards to the end. I, I mean, it, like I said, I think it's master class. I, I agree with John then. Insomniac is definitely on the way up to maybe they it would not surprise me if they are the best consistent, like, you know, we're going to make a game every two years or so. Um, high production studio for Sony, right? But Naughty Dog is just, <laughs> they are... They're in a little world of their own right now between Uncharted 4 and now this, in my opinion. They just are. Neil Druckmann is doing things I don't think anyone else is doing. And, and you know, to be fair to them, too, Corey Balrog over there at San Monica is doing things I don't think anyone else is thinking of doing right now. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Naughty Dog's come a long way from, like, the Jack and yeah. Jack 2 series. <laughs> <laughs> or Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah. They come up, they, the, 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 what they're doing is a lot different. And I'm looking at... I love every Uncharted game, including The Lost Legacy. And I love both Last of Us's. Last it, of Us's. But, like, the way this game ended, without spoiling. If they did a box set, I want, I want them to call it The Last of Us's. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way this ended, without spoiling really anything, the best I can feel is, like, probably the most emotional, like, in film or, like, deep down, like, pin my stomach how something made me feel, like, coming out of it was the end of um of no country for old men in recent memory like where the the little speech that tommy lee jones gives towards the end right and and the scene right before that with uh llewellyn's wife and and anton sugra that's what it felt like to me like when when those last moments were playing from certain revelations to just pure sacrifice of what I just went through. I mean, I don't know of many games I can, I could probably only count on my hand at most, you know, the games that have ever elicited those kinds of emotions, uh, and deep thought and perspective. So, you know, props to those dudes. They do amazing work. Take all the time you need to make whatever it is you do next. Cause you have my blessing. And plus because CD project red should have been in this spot, but they messed it up. I'm never going to trust them. No, I'm uh, Yeah, it's it's crazy we'll that we just completed our lists and CD probably had one one VR title and you did not have Cyberpunk on yours. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Cyberpunk was like Last of Us Part 2 was his backup number 1. <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead on record John and I'm going to say yeah that I know your number 1 game. Yeah, once you said it wasn't in your top. I mean, actually by the time you got to number 2 and it hadn't showed up, I was like, well, yeah, we obviously know. his game of the year is godfall so go ahead it's not godfall john would You're you like God to tell in me that game. what my number one game is sean's guess on john's number one game is <laughs> is doom eternal <laughs> <laughs> these are the sound effects to do <laughs> i knew it i knew as soon as this game came out it would be your number one or two it's just it, even better than the first doom how could it not be your game it of the year never it never left number one yeah. It never did. No. It never yeah. deviated. It never strayed. I always kept the Doom Slayer. 
in my heart. I love that you're a Doom Slayer. All year long. And let me tell you something, guys. When I'm playing Doom, heavy metal is the most beautiful music that God ever gave man. It just, it just is, it's like listening to Beethoven's fifth. It works, doesn't it? It It really does. It's just, it it belongs. It's peanut butter and jelly, doom (laughs) and heavy metal. They belong together. You just want to run forward and, you know, light someone on fire, then take a chainsaw out and then, you know, shoot them with a, I, you know, I, a shotgun. I'll never forget John, when he played the first Doom, he said that he tried to play it in a way where he kind of hung out and shot this guy and hung out and shot that guy. And it wasn't until he went, they want me to fully charge everything and just kick, you know, you know what, be B.A. And until that moment, you know, it. That's when John became like the ultimate Doom Slayer, and I he passed that on to me, they, and I get it. He, everything they, he's saying is right. John, they want you to be completely kamikaze. Yes, a hundred percent of the time. I, I I do gotta say this was my number seven, and the only reason it probably didn't end up being higher and in my top five is I never finished it. I never. I need to find time because it's one of those games where when you don't play it, you regress kind of quickly until you you know, yeah. and then it's like a couple of hours to get back in the groove again. <laughs> Well, I'm completely, well, okay. So <laughs> the game, every, you guys know, and the audience knows how much I love Doom 2016. This, this, this ramps it up in a way that I never thought was possible. The, uh, <laughs> this game has the classic double barrel shotgun, but Sean, the double barrel shotgun in this game has a meat hook on it. <laughs> yes. And it's just, I mean, you, you, you launch that meat hook and it pulls you. It's like, if you see this, uh, if you see this enemy floating over a lava pit and you'll go, well, it's got to come to me. No, sir. You can go to it (laughs) and you can destroy it and you can rip its eyeball out and you can shove that eyeball in his mouth and watch it explode as you dart across the lava pit back to the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, that is doom eternal. The number one, not my number one, the number one game of the year and sean for for the and chris chris knows this this was this was so satisfying for weeks i wanted to blood punch somebody (laughs) i mean it's like i don't remember exactly i think it i think it i think it's where you get enough adrenaline or something going where you can just take out an enemy with a left hook and it completely explodes. Is it like you don't have to, or something? You don't have to do a finishing move yeah. or anything like that. You just he he just pops like a bullet. And that's Doom probably the best so edition. Awesome. Say what? That's uh, Chris? that's like probably the best like pure addition to it. Like that did make it feel because it's like the win button, like right? Because you're consistently going through hell and you're being you're being told to always run forward, run to danger, as you said. Like you know, attach you know, project yourself to danger. Um, but yeah, that blood punch, I have to say is one of the more satisfying things out there because it's just like, you could have this big boss that, or not boss, but you know, like larger enemy that can be a pain if you're in, you know, just kind of fighting it on its own. But if you get that ability, uh, powered all the way up, it's like, no, no, you about to die. This is, this is ending now. Uh, but you know, it's reward for, for a lot of good work too. And one of the things that was, you know, you didn't realize it was missing from Doom 2016 was uh, was strafing. You didn't yes. realize because I mean, you're 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 moving so fast in in 2016 
uh, that you know you're not thinking about the fact that this strafing mechanic, which is which is in so many first person shooters now, Doom invented. Is, yeah, and and they put it in this one, and it, it it completely it completely made everything more fluid. You were able to cover more ground to get to enemies quicker. It was just a game changer. And one of the things is that this game added to it that actually, you know, to be honest, some people uh, were a little bit iffy on was the platforming involved. You know, where I you have it. to, you know, I did too, where you have to scale walls and get to places that, you know, to discover secrets and things like that really worked for me. But, you know, I acknowledge it didn't work for everybody. Uh, some of the, some of the, some of the enemies in this game, I would have nightmares about. <laughs> um, the most, the most notable one is when I finally came across the Marauder. Oh, God, um, yeah. you know, this, this, this axe wielding, uh, wielding demon uh, that had this, this dog with him, and there was only a certain window, a very microscopic window, where you you can actually shoot him and cause damage. And the trick was to just strafe and strafe and strafe. Uh, wait for him to do something that made, as I recall, made him flash mm-hmm. very briefly, and you can and you can shoot him and take some damage. <laughs> I completely uh, soiled my drawers when I saw <laughs> the uh, when I saw the trailer for the expansion um, because I was like, "Gosh, this Marauder! I don't this this thing almost this thing almost breaks the immersion until you until you kind of learn the rhythm of the Marauder." But in the in the trailer for the expansion, it completely freaks you out because there's two marauders on screen running at you. I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't handle more than one marauder at a time. Another uh, enemy that really, just when I thought the marauder was something that was just, you know, nothing can nothing can top this. There's an enemy towards the end of the game called the Arc Vile, and he's actually a classic enemy. He wasn't in mm-hmm. 2016, but he was in previous old school games. I'll say he's in Doom 2. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I he would show up on screen and it's important for you to recognize immediately that you need to take this enemy out quickly. Uh because if you don't, he keeps spawning new enemies. So you're running around the map taking out enemies and the whole time you're not realizing that the arc vial is just creating new enemies, not to mention the fact that if you get close to him and he he can lay you out in a heartbeat. Um, so you really need to, when he's there, you need to take him out first, but overall this game just, it, I guess it made me, it gave you that, it gives you that power trip in a year where a gamer needs that power trip, you know, but, uh, plus it just looks, it looks so good. They've added, it feels like they added more color variation to the game, which makes the, the things pop better. I don't know if that makes sense. It just, yeah, yeah, it does. It it created a, a much more variety. Well, because you weren't on Mars, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's what helped. Yeah. And um, things just pop, I, dude. If you've never, if you didn't play Doom 2016, if you didn't play this one, I'm telling you, I didn't play this one. But if 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 it's better and it is better than Doom 2016, I, there is. You're just, you're just. It's. I, awesome. I mean, I feel like of the three of us, I'm the barometer that it's better. Because John knows I did not like 2016 at all, really. Like, to me, yeah. those levels were way too wide open, and it just felt like I was just trying to run and figure out where the heck to go. And here, there are so many more levels that are tighter, offer forms of verticality at times. <laughs> yeah. And it, what I enjoyed about it, um, 
that is completely really different, I think, from the original Doom games in themselves is that it's like a first person shooting puzzle solver, right? Like you have a room of enemies. Yeah, there's a really tough one or two of them, right? And you have all this other stuff and you have to kind of mix around what you're doing, consistently using all of your tools before you to A, survive, but B, prepare yourself to the point where you can really expose these bigger enemies and, and finish them off. Right. And just like that one little gimmick from that returns from 2016, the, the flashing, uh, kind of like instant kill thing, you know, being on top of that and all that, uh, it matters so much. And as you get further in the game, you start to unlock different variations of what you can do for, uh, special attacks and stuff like that with these weapons, Mm-hmm. Um, it, they're crazy and, and they're fun and they feel different and they all have pluses and minuses. So, you know, uh, and, and I've kind of feel like I've been the tech guy of the year for this after playing cyberpunk, I have to give so much credit to id for making a system that looks amazing. Right. And runs so freaking well, like my, my old 2070 has no problem pushing well past a hundred frames and true 4k with that you know which if i tried to do that with cyberpunk i would probably see this car that went jittery across the screen and then i'd get a blue screen of death so you know that just tells you how well it is at understanding engines and and making something that can scale from say the switch all the way up to a 3080 in an amazing way so uh chris if you recall this is probably the first shooter i played on a keyboard yeah i remember that yeah, you played this on PC. Uh, and now it, you're going to only play well, it that way? It was... Uh, I opened it? I, for, for a while, I was like, <laughs> I should have bought it on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it 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 it's like baptism of fire. It trained you. you it, yes. As I, as I recall, I'll never forget you said, get good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah get good. Said. I mean... And, uh, you know... Uh, it just, I wouldn't, I, I kind of like wouldn't play Doom any other way now. I don't think I could go to a controller to play it, but I, um, this was just, this was just everything to me. I had a relationship with this game. I, I'm trying to debate my mind, like when Halo Infinite comes out, if I'm going to just play it on my PC for the sake of <laughs> playing with the mouse and keyboard, right? I'm yeah. not, if I, if I have an Xbox, I'm playing it on Xbox because, you know, Xbox. Mm. But it's just like that. Like, you know, I think that if you play that game now, it's like, okay, John, well, you can come play Apex uh, Legends or, you know, Warzone on your PC too. You know, like, come, come in. You'll have fun. It'll be fun. Water's nice. What do you, what do you you desire, John? (laughs) What do you wish for? (laughs) As a quick recap, John's uh, number one game of 2020 was Doom Eternal. Chris and I. Both agreed that Last of Us Two was our game of the year. So uh, we, we it, as you know, we we generally don't have news newses and news tidbitses on our game of the year episodes, but we are going to read some emails, I think. Yeah, uh, we, we, and stuff like that. Um, but I do want to give you this one piece of news before we head to that. It is trending in the United States that it is apparent that Kanye and Kim are imminent as far as their divorce. There is that. I saw there was a picture today that Kim posted that she got criticized on because she was on vacation or something. And I noticed not the Kanye not the one where she was nude. No, you know, many years ago she was with the fam. Looked at she was with the fam, and I don't know who the guy was that seemed to have a hand around her waist 
I don't know if they ah, late or not, this. but it was more of like when I saw it, I was like, is Kanye not in this picture just because he's, you know, got a lot of, uh, you know, issues, uh, mental issues that he's dealing with and therefore is kind of being recluse and doesn't want to be on camera or is this saying something else? <laughs> this right? is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you will not hear us say news or the new sounder next. They will hear the, hear. uh, they'll yeah. hear the new, new end of the news theme as Sean labeled it. Yes. <laughs> and then you're going to hear us say, uh, yeah, news. What? what? No, but they're not. Cause what do you we're, mean? we're not going to go to the news. We're going to go to the emails. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, emails, <laughs> emails. Yeah. Thank you, Chris, for, I had a mid, uh, you know, stroke and you fixed me. Thank you. Banhammer. <laughs> Electronic mail from the future. From the year 3000. That's right. If you want to be cool and write into the greatest video game podcast of all time, and Dodal, you can. And what happened? I said, and Dodal, go. Good, Possibly naysay in the show. Yeah, he naysayed live on the show. I'm using go. your word. <laughs> he gotta go. Uh, but to find us, you simply would email Weekly Games Chat at Google. Dot com. <laughs> Weekly Just use that little independent site. That, that little independent site, google.com. You may not have heard of it. It's an upstart, but, you know, it's coming. Holy shiitake. chat at gmail.com. I am drunk on nothing but life because I have not drank. Yes. If you want to be cold, just like Kevin. Punkhead. Punkhead. Chris is going to read you his email. We'll go from there. He says, howdy, fellas. Howdy, sir. Johnny said, howdy, fellas. Your hey, fellow. buddy. <laughs> Happy New Year. Hope you all enjoyed the holidays. Chris, that's me. Thank you for the shout out on the Music Spectacular. No problem, Punkhead. Uh, it means a lot to me and to the other listeners when you give us all shout out. Well, there you go. There's your shout out. Thank yeah. you for submitting in. Uh, it's almost like you actually listen to us. I try. Kind of like you guys actually listen to us. It's crazy, right? I've got my finger on the pulse, punk. Like we're doing a reach around. What? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that none of you ever listen to Platt. That is so true. And, and I, Can we get some truers in the chat, please? Right? Truers. True, true, true. Uh, to this day, he is still waiting for you to ask him to ghost, ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Ghost of Tsushima, not on anyone's list. That surprises we me. We were just man. talking about that. Uh, John and I were between while oh, we were waiting for you to come that's, back. That's what it was. Okay. We're like, how many how many Sony fanboys are hating us right now? Because we didn't put oh either. I, I own it. Unopened is going to be the new uh, Horizon for me. You know what I'm saying? But I said, uh, I said that in uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was like, Josh Josh, right now is like, He's like throwing what? his what? PC what? across the room because I didn't put Final Fantasy VII Remake <laughs> on there. He's like, really? Microsoft Light Simulator? Uh, but anyways, uh, he says, uh, <laughs> I have some thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077. Thoughts of prayers. Thoughts of prayers. Thoughts of prayers. Not many because I only have 25 hours logged and had to stop playing it. At first, I wasn't <laughs> experiencing any issues, and I still rarely do. However, 
When the game crashes and the immersion is lost, I find it hard to get back into. I'm also not a fan of the cosmetics or lack thereof. Uh, Cyberpunk 1980s is what he puts, and I'm guessing this is a screenshot of his character. And man, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they really need it's to whack. Have, they need a it's transmog. No bueno. Yeah, they need a transmog system for that game. Uh, gameplay seems fine, but it's pretty arbitrary when it comes to choosing a play style, as I mentioned in the review. I haven't thought, man, I wish I put more points in X skill so I can open this door. Agreed. Uh, so far, it's a 2.75 out of 5 on the Chubb scale. <laughs> I like that. Uh, maybe it'll get chubbier. Your Chubb is 5? <laughs> a 2.5 on the, a two point five out of 5, John. Because the Chubb scale is half the Richard scale. So, yeah. Um, maybe you just it'll, got mansplained. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> As I spread my legs. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll get chubbier in a few months. Uh, I've also been playing Game of the Year Godfall. <laughs> uh, the Game of the Year part for John. I can't believe they initially wanted 70 bucks for that game. It's a basic hack and slash with loot drops. Upgrading weapons doesn't matter that much because you're going to find something better an hour later. The armor set grants certain bonuses, but when in combat, you can rarely tell if it's really making any different uh, difference uh, because there are just too many mechanics in play. Weak points, soul shatter, takedown, parry. The skill tree seems convoluted as well. At the end of the day, my friend uh, and I are just spamming the light and heavy attacks and whatever happens with the mechanics happens. Penny Arcades uh, summarized it well by saying it's like game the game devs just threw in a lot of interesting, cool ideas and left it at that. It gets a three out of five on the Chubb scale because it's co-op and has beautiful graphics and armor sets. I would say play Warframe if you want a similar experience. I know a lot of people love Ooh, Warframe. Yeah, Warframe has that uh, mm-hmm. si- uh that life cycle that keeps growing and keeps getting better and better. I've always well, heard Warframe, like if you if you love Diablo couple of years to actually get good yeah yeah so, so if you love diablo and first person shooters i've always heard that's the game for you um i think that's about <laughs> about wraps it up for me shout out to everyone discord takes a deep breath draven ditch ameni nacho plat acid sulfur x uh tyrannotes uh tyrannotaurus and anyone else i forgot sorry Whew. if there was a hashtag there. in front of that that would be the longest hashtag in the world right uh, again, <laughs> Happy New Year, fellas. Punkhead. Happy New Year, Punkhead. Happy New Year, bro. Yeah, happy For year. sure. For sure, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Sean. Breaking. Yes, sir. Breaking. This is important. Breaking. Breaking. Alabama's Devontae Smith becomes the third wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy. Shut yeah. your face. I didn't even. In the first. I thought we'd have to. I, what the what? Yep. So good for him. Good for him. Right. Wow. A, he is going to be a legend and out they should probably i don't know do we have statues of players i don't think we do right? <laughs> no yeah i feel like <laughs> we've had some good ones chris but i mean like it i feel like the of the modern era like him derrick henry probably Asanachi harris uh should all have statues outside tuscaloosa oh that is some good news yes good for old schmidt roll tide uh roll tide uh john speaking of rolling and tiding uh <laughs> That is a terrible transition. I would like if you read the email from Aaron. Could you do that for me, sir? You got it. Hey, guys. Aaron here. What's up, sir? What up? Man, it's been a while. Been I, a while. Was, uh, 
I just wanted to say really enjoying the show still. And it was nice to have during such a crazy year. I do have a bone to pick with y'all. Uh, where's the demon souls? At, bro? <laughs> John bought it. I'm scared to buy it. I might be I getting know, it Thursday. <laughs> I know Sekiro kind of ruined the flavor for some people, you know, like not even getting past oh the Oh my God, you son of a... <laughs> wink, wink. That being said, it's in my top five games of all time. I don't think you're crazy. Wow. I'm only messing with you guys, but I did want to tell y'all, since PS Plus members get some bangers on PS5, I finally played God of War Persona 5, and of course I'm going to restart Bloodborne. Nice. Anyways, just checking in from my email hiatus. Happy New Year. Happy always. Love the show. Um, I almost read sin from my iPhone. You did, so that's perfect. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, man, uh, thank I you for can't. breaking that hiatus. It's it's really good when you email into us. Good to hear from you. Happy New Year. I'm getting Demon Souls Thursday, and also on top of that, I almost bought Persona 5 Royale. Not yeah. based off of the fact that Platt loves it because I never listened to Platt, but because it's I been on sale. Game. Uh, Royale was like the updated version. Is that right? Yeah, but like the reason I didn't do it was because of the fact that I knew once I got PS5, I could go back and play Persona 5. I figured why not just play the, the original first? See if I well, like speaking it. of speaking right. of the PS Plus, um, I just wanted to mention that PlayStation has some really solid stuff. Yeah. Um, for uh, that launched today on. Um, or yesterday, rather, should we say. Um, Greedfall, uh, which I believe is, uh, is the predecessor best. to Godfall. No, yeah, I believe we, I believe Chris reviewed it either in 2019 or early this year. I don't remember. It was the first and game I, we did. I recall, I recall him saying that if this game ever went on sale, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Well, now it's free. It's on uh, uh, Games Pass as well. So there you uh, go. It's on Games Pass. Yep. And then uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is a. Uh, which is a solid game. And then um, for PS5 exclusive, you get to play Maneater. So that's <laughs> awesome. I've wanted to play that game. I am sad that Did I missed anybody out else on, sing uh, Maneater in their head just then? No? Just me? Okay. <laughs> I always have hollow notes in my head. Um, yeah. Man, I really wish I had gotten Bugs Next or been able to get Bugs Next while it was free. Oh, you, dude. St- you still can. You just got to not be cheap and buy, buy it now. But I wanted it free. It, it was there. Me. They won't let me do it. I didn't have the PS5. <laughs> uh, final email this week uh, at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's I think it's a new email guy, and I love it. I love when we get new emailers. Uh, it's it's from Walter. It says, good day, gentlemen. Good day. Good day. Uh, my name is Walter. I'm at Bravo24Actual on Twitter. Uh, it will say that I'm Catholic, married, optimistic, and grumpy. <laughs> and I wanted to take a minute and thank you all for everything you do. Uh, with everything going on in the world, WGC is a welcome sanctuary. Every week, y'all selflessly bring great banter, childish jokes, and <laughs> tap notch uh, game reviews and news. News. It's all much appreciated. I have thoroughly enjoyed devouring your lengthy back catalog, and given the girthiness <laughs> of each episode, it has allowed for countless hours of oral enjoyment. <laughs> I like this guy. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I can't thank y'all enough. Game the F on, gentlemen. Hey, game on, Walter. Game thank on, you. Walter. Yeah. Game on, Appreciate Walter. You. And that is from Walter. I, hey, you are you need to make this a habit and write into us more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Chris. Yeah. Uh, he went over to Discord and under the email section, Chris was like, hey. What's everyone's game of the year? Let us know soon, and maybe we'll read it on air. Punk Chris, can literally. you read? Can you read 
what uh, we had two responses. Can you read what um, a mini and nacho type, please? We might be getting the third right now. I feel like he's typing oh, after he, he oh typed God, an he email. Is. He is literally typing now, punkhead. You have. Let's see how quickly you can get this done. Um, yeah, I uh, I posted a, a a doc reverse confused thing to this. Uh, five years late says a mini. G, but uh, he says his game of the year is Shadow of Mordor, which is a <laughs> game great of the game. Year for 2020. Yeah, it is a great game. Um, yeah. And then Nacho also wrote in and said, haven't gotten to play too many new titles, but Valorant for me. And Punkhead was typing, but now, now it doesn't appear he's typing. Maybe he's held back or he's just decided, to, oh, they've got to be done by now, right? I don't he quit, know. He quit typing. Yeah, we get it is punkhead. You almost made the show, you know. You you almost made the cut. You're number six on our top five list today. But now, <laughs> now you're in danger of going to plat status, and I don't yeah, I don't wish it on about you. To get platted, and that is not a good thing. So. Plat hammer. Um, so switching switching gears, getting over to our Twitter notifications and our Twitter account. Of course, if you want to interact with the show over there, that's at weekly. <laughs> he finally put a Ooh. meme that says whoopsies. Uh, which is funny, uh, but switching over to Twitter, it's at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter. That's where we try to make all our socials at least have Weekly Games Chat in it in some kind of way. Uh, and if you followed this week, this past week, you noticed that uh, we made it to the future. The future. I wished everyone. I wished everyone a happy New Year's. Um, we're here, guys. We're in 2021. Great things on the horizon. Uh, I will tell you that at Swarlow says. Uh, wanted he had he was listening to the uh, um, music spectacular, and he says he's greatly enjoying these. Wondering if there's any way to access the yearly music reviews put together prior to the purge year of 2017. Chris, can you <laughs> confirm that um, that is never going to happen? <laughs> yeah, because I don't even have those tracks anymore. They're on an old PC. So, oh, yeah, by the it, way, it, uh, Andrew just chimed in and said uh his is rocket league baby <laughs> oh acid our buddy acid what's up i'm gonna yeah. make that a 100 um so uh yep there it is acid. john just completely right hey, listen if there's a game if there's a person that plays a game constantly it's acid sugar and rocket league they are i like peas and carrots if if we were doing an award for best continuing game or whatever you want to call it ongoing game right that would probably Dude. be my pick how much fun did we have for a little quick moment this year in Rocket League, right? You're, I'm still having fun in Rocket League. You're not playing Rocket League with Josh still and Kenny and all our friends. What do you're you think I that. do when I start drinking PBR on a Friday? I annoy Josh. You're lying. <laughs> you don't make me hate people. I go, uh, Josh, it's okay. I got it, Josh. I, I'll That's, sit. <laughs> oh, they scored. <laughs> uh, for a little while, uh, possibly as you hear this and even into tomorrow, <laughs> we have pinned... We've tried to make it easy for you, and we've pinned uh, our Discord invite on our Twitter page, and that is an open invite. I'm going to try to rotate that in and out for us because yeah. if, you, if you hear this week in and week out, mm. we tell you that our Discord is the hypest, hottest, coolest place to be in all of the interwebs, um, and you... Hmm? Oh, he, he corrected it. Stuff's going on live on our Discord. Uh, you now have an invite, so there's no more. Hey, try to message us here or there. It's we're gonna try to rotate it, or you have it somewhere where you can see it. It's an open invite. 
right now uh, to, to join Discord. And we're popping off on Discord right now. Even though that might not be pinned after tomorrow, you know, uh, just scroll down. It. I don't think it's too far from the top and just look for it and it will still be on there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we still got some chatter going. Um, Punkhead eventually said Diablo 3 forever for his game of the year. Um, and I don't know what a mini saying. What is what is RL uh, Rocket League? Rocket, Rocket League. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So now they're gonna probably start spinning off and doing what they do, and that's what happens. That's true. Uh, let's see if we have any other mentions. I don't see anything else. Everybody was enjoying the holidays once again. Uh, we we wish everyone a happy <laughs> New Year. We have made it. We're here, uh, and I'm going now to look for new followers. Hey, Sean. we have a few. Yes. What's up? Punkhead wants to know why we never reviewed Fast and Furious Crossroads. That's because um, we're all about Indy family. Wouldn't come on the show, oh, right? Then, right. John nailed it. Uh, but we do have some new followers. Uh, the previously mentioned at Swarlos says, "Thank you for the follow, following you back." Still House Live. Uh, thank you for the follow, following you back. Theater dance and all that good stuff. That's what's up. And then at Prov Provlo Jakar. I hope I didn't mess that up. You are a writer and film animation, uh, visual effects and karate enthusiast. That is all cool. We did send you a follow request and you have to approve that. We hope you do. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for the emails and Twitter stuff of the week. Uh, boys, do you have anything else to add? No, other than, uh, <laughs> there's not a lot, of, not a lot of new, new games on the, uh, horizon. Um, no, so uh, what we generally follow up the games of the year edition uh, is possibly our most anticipated games of the year show. Uh, mm. That's just a, a little tidbit for you guys that may be on the horizon. But as always, we thank you so much. Wherever you download the show, Chris, this is episode 289. Yes. Uh, I heard I Chris say that out loud today. And that means we're getting close to 300. So that's always fun. Yeah. Uh, but wherever you download our show and listen to it, please give us a rating. It helps the show. It helps people find us. Um, if they have something like five stars, give us five stars. If they don't, give us four. Make that the lower part of it. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate you guys. I, I truly think we have one of the greatest fan bases of listeners in the entire uh, world, if not like universe, because you guys are awesome. Um, and if you've got nothing else, you know, I'm ready to wrap. No, I'm not ready. Thug life. Not happening. <laughs> I'll simply just say, uh, game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Game on, John. Game on, Chris and Sean. That's what's up. And here we go. John's constantly trying to bust early and pop off, but this <laughs> is where like we say that. our taglines. This is where it, it happens. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Your mom's back.